just can't have rolling pin donuts. I can have donuts from yeah. places. You can't have donuts oh, right rolling, rolling pin's so good. It is, and I can't wait for them to open back up, but that'll be a while. Welcome to AWA Gaming, episode 67. I'm your podcast MC Perry, and today I have Jen, number two, she's here. Hi. Stone's here. What up? Jason's here. Hey, guys. And Cubs here. He's returning. Ask him if he want to be on. He's always welcome. So yeah, if you're not familiar, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the way we do things here at Awood Gaming, we look at video games in a way that they might be influential to the gaming community, developers, and overall, we just love to have fun as we talk about other nerdy things too. As we're still in quarantine and still coming down and learning how to flatten this curve, we're also working remotely. Maybe that changes. We don't know. Um. Before we begin the podcast, I would like to give a moment of silence for everyone that's lost someone, and also to Paul Haddett, who also who is a very famous voice actor for Resident Evil Two, and for, he played the character Leon. So, before we begin, we're going to start with that. Thank you for that. Um, sorry for everyone that's lost them. We love you guys. We know this pandemic is very serious. And we hope that during this time we can give you something to cheer about or laugh about. And with that being said, how you guys been? <laughs> oh, you know, pretty good. A lot better than last weekend. <laughs> How's everyone's mental health going? <laughs> good if I can get through seven. <laughs> the social distancing going good for everyone else? Jen, Cove? Yeah. I had to go back out. <laughs> it's different out there. It's like a I am legend kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just business as usual for me. I'm essential, yeah. so. Yeah, I'm essential, but I'm working from home, you know? It's like, oh. If anything, this pandemic showed that, like, some of us had to go to inside. And the other is that we can actually work from home. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my cousin's that way. Like, she's, she's kind of coming to the realization that she can do her job from the house. There's no reason for her to have to go to it, it, it's true. Like maybe, yeah. you can, maybe you can make it permanent. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like I, I feel like after this pandemic stuff is over with, like the work landscape will probably change quite a bit because you know people will realize, oh, well, I can work from home. Why haven't we been doing this more often? Yeah. Yeah. Ever since you gave us the idea, it's like why? <laughs> people think, never thought to ask the question. I think everyone's going to honest to God just go. Right back to normal, and no one's been learning anything. The vast majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right there. That's that's the problem, though. It's just like when you like everyone. I was talking to someone, and they said like, I can't wait for things to go to go back to normal. I'm like, there's not going to be a normal even after this is over. You know? Exactly. Like people don't. It's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna go back to the way it was. It, it just it physically can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's just like, how do you do it? Like, uh, the more we talk about some of these gaming topics, it's going to be like, well, it's either going to be, it's delayed or like, no one's going to be, like, their money's not going to be that way, you know? Like, mm-hmm. let's start with that, the fact that a PlayStation 5 is tracked to either go for $499 or 549 How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I kind of guessed it was going to mm-hmm. be a 500 to start with, like mm-hmm. 499 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was my guess for what they were going to start at. Mm-hmm. That but, sounds appropriate given the 
some of the internals in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that and it's that it's also kind of stuck to the it's it's always kind of the that's always been like the hundred dollar increase per generation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just to be expected. I mean, there's just no way that they can sell something like that for you know four hundred dollars when there's just no way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it costs them about uh, four seventy per console, I believe, is the estimate mm-hmm. to make it. So, just the fact that they even said there was going to be a shortage, but it's not even because the coronavirus is more of a components thing, and it's like five million units are coming out. It's like, will we get one, or is it more like we're going to have to wait until what Q three well, to get one of next year? Well. PS4 did 7 million units in its first two quarters. So, you know, they're about... All of Sony's messaging and stuff, they've said that they're not expecting to sell as many. They're just saying that they expect to be between 5 and 6 million. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they were expecting from the start or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is. You know, that's that's what Sony is saying, but, you know... Mm-hmm. Take it at face value. Yeah. Take, it, take it how you will. Yeah, it's just it's just rather interesting that you know they're saying like yeah this is how many and you're just like when you think about that number it's like huh that's doesn't sound like it's a lot like five million's a lot but it's just like when you start thinking about all the gamers that want the new console it's like hmm are we gonna have to well, fight for these how many people early adopt and like get in on it like in the first week you know mm-hmm. it's it's a smaller portion of the install base. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the, the gaming community, I mean, we're we're pretty much like the hardcore gamers of the, of the gaming community. We're gonna have the console week one. It's there's just no there's no <laughs> arguing that point. But we're not typical of a lot of people, at least the ones that I know. Yeah, because like until uh, holiday or will, will they get like you know some sort of some mm-hmm. sort of deal or some sort of sale price before they start snapping up a, a, a system. Mm-hmm. Jen, do you normally wait for uh, uh, bugs to come out, or do you grab your stuff week one? It's, I bought my PS4, I think, the year after it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't... That wasn't because I didn't want a PS4. Um, I just didn't have the funds to get a PS4 right then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, like, rounded up a bunch of, like and traded it all in and ended up paying like 95 bucks for my PS4 brand new um, and it came with The Last of Us so that was pretty cool you know, the fact that you bought your stuff for 95 bucks is I did similar. that's crazy like I bought my yeah I traded in at GameStop I played this uh, was before I worked there too so I didn't get like a disc like the employee discount or anything I think uh, what I did was not even that I didn't go through GameStop like one of my friends is like yo I'll sell you my my PlayStation I'm like well for how much he said 210 bucks I'm like wait what <laughs> okay <laughs> I was, I've been watching people like sell switches like on eBay and other places and it's just insane the markups that they mm-hmm. have I think someone was selling the Pokemon Light, uh, Pokemon Switch Light, uh, with Pokemon Shield. Uh, so like not even the good one. Uh, hey, whatever. <laughs> They're both good. <laughs> How do you say one's wrong or? Game for like four hundred and seventy dollars, and I'm just like, 
There is some serious math here what? that what? doesn't add up. What are they smoking? Some profit. Some profit. Yeah, I know it's a limited edition one, but like even GameStop doesn't do that. We don't like sell limited edition ones for more than a normal one. Well, yeah, like if, the, if, the, if the market's there, you know, make your money. You gotta get the hustle where you can. See, I cheated for my uh, my Xbox One. Uh, Magic the Gathering. There were some cards that, uh, for some reason, a bunch of dual lands spiked in price. So I basically turned around, sold my a bunch of my Magic cards, and I and then I talked to my buddy, and he was like, "Hey man, you said you need to borrow some money, right?" I was like, "Yeah, can I borrow like 150?" So, <laughs> I actually spent no money on mine. I spent other people's money. And then I showed up the very next day with a brand new console. And he's like, is that why you let money or borrow money? And I go, yes. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I actually don't remember what I did to get my PS4. It's, like, like, I still have the like the, uh, the original PS4. Like the one like the one that I got like when it like, started. So, I don't even remember, like, if I even didn't kind of shenanigans to get a hold of them. It just paid for it. Oh, gosh. So, what has everybody been playing? Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> Final Fantasy VII and a shit ton of Warzone. Mm-hmm. Good streams, good funny. Uh, Jen, what have you been playing? Uh, Final Fantasy VII, Catherine, and Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh my gosh, she has like the whole trifecta. Me, of course, Final Fantasy VII. Review in progress. Very fun. So, what are your thoughts? Like, thoughts, we won't go into spoilers because, like, some of us haven't played it all the way through yet. So, (laughs) Stone, I think Cub is, didn't you say, like, chapter one last week? And uh, I have not picked it up since. Ah. Cub, get it together, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure Nova will enjoy it. No, the, the demon wants to play too. Mm. Then give her a controller that doesn't like turn on. She's smarter yeah. than that. She's already figured that out. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot I taught her that. She literally grabbed the end of the controller and said, Daddy, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, who taught you that word? No, no. I didn't, yeah, I didn't no. teach her the word fuck, but... No, no, the first time she ever said it, Kaylee and I, because uh, we, we still try to do stuff together as both parents with Nova, we were out, and she said, and uh, we were at Wasabi, and she said it, and when she said the F word, Kaylee with that, uh, gave herself away and dropped her hand, head between her hands, and just, and I was like, it was you. <laughs> I mean, I taught her the word shit. Oh, but wow. I got her to stop saying that, and then I was like, you one-up me, and now this is just a competition. I taught her the word damn, but I don't know if she's ever said it. <laughs> she actually we, doesn't say that, thankfully. And we, we made her understand that, that curse, she is too young, you know, to, she's too little, and, and those are no-no words. Those are, those are, uh, those are uh, daddy and mommy words. Yeah, those, are grown up, those are grown up words. Oh, I was about to say, I hope you did clear that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, she just, she, she, she doesn't curse, like, all, all the, like, it, it's a once in a blue moon, and we're like, no, no. Being a parent's hard. Mm-hmm. Well, it it, it buy, is. Anybody want to buy an Eldritch Horde? 
you can just do yeah. what, what, what my parents did, which was just be like, you know what, wait till you get to school and say that. Yeah. Because they <laughs> thought that shit was funny. Uh, it just reminds me of, like, the part in, like, Kevin Hart's stand-up special where his mom gave him permission to cuss at school. Oh, my oh, God. Dude, he he just let it rip. So Cup hasn't played Final Fantasy Seven yet. You really should. It's a fun game. Oh, oh. I'm not arguing. It's it, it's it's amazingness. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, amazingness. Amazingness. So, what happened was I accidentally deleted every single game off of my PlayStation, and that's why I haven't played it. Well, you know, during this time, you could like seeing how you admitted that, you could be. Downloading it as we're on the podcast. <laughs> I did find one. I did find one game breaking glitch though. Yes, you did. Like you texted me about it earlier. Yeah. That is really annoying. Uh, like said so that was dumb. Like that section which you had to go through. I was like, "What is this? This is wonky." Like I know it. I know it's a part of the game, but it's just like, really. Without spoilers, can you tell me? Just what to expect. Like, what chapter number is when this might Oh, gosh. 16? 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah. Oh, so there's a, with no, no, Yeah, no, no spoilers <clears throat> at all for this, but there's a part where you have to go through a ventilation system, and there's a moment where you can kind of look down through, like, the grates and see, like, little cutscenes or whatever. Yeah. Just don't do it, because you, you get stuck. You can't you can't back out. Like it's, it, it says press, press circle to back out, but you can't actually back out. Like, the circle command doesn't. Yeah, you, you have, have to, like... To, you have to quit. You have to hit start and quit to the title screen and then try to go through it again. See, like, that didn't happen with me. What happened is, like, I viewed it, and after it was done, I just continued to go through. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, I couldn't move. Oh, you couldn't even move. Oh, wow. No, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't move Cloud, and I couldn't back out of the, back out of the, the screen. Like, I was just stuck, and they were just, there was nothing going on. I was just broken. So, for those listening, a workaround uh, until they fix this bug is just backing out of the game entirely. To the, yeah. To the main yeah. yeah. Quit to the tile screen, you end up about, uh, about four, four or five minutes back, depending on if you hard save or not. I just rely on auto saves most of the time. But, oh. <laughs> uh, so, you end, you end up about four or five minutes back. Like, it dangerously, I see. Like, I'm actually... Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually impressed with number two though, because like I, I was telling Jason, like I messaged her, I was like, "I see you play Catherine a lot. Is she going to play Final Fantasy at all?" And like I texted her, she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been playing it." And then last night she said, like, "I beat it." I was like, "Oh, okay." So she's playing it a lot more than she played a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is she even here still? No. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting close closer to the ending. Actually, like, I'll, I'll have I'll have you. Today. Yeah, she didn't even hear a word we said. Dang, dang, dang. She. I don't think she's there. No, she yeah, probably. She's not all there. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> but no. Um. Across the bow, you know. I was oh. eating. Go away. Oh, did you even hear a word we said? Pickle shit. Yes, I was eating. Oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, eat my wings and be on the podcast, like, crunch, yeah. crunch, yeah. dinosaur crunch. Understand. A, a dinosaur. Crunch. Not just dinosaur. Dinosaur crunch. But, yeah, like. Velociraptor. Um, like. Velociraptor awareness day. For it being. It is Velociraptor awareness day. 
for your first time playing it, Jen, how did you feel? Dude, the game is really pretty. Like, even like I know it's like a remake, and but like thinking about how big this game is now, thinking about like and talking to other people about how big it was like back when it first came out. Like I was talking to Tyler about it, and he's like, "Yeah, it was fucking huge." Um, it was three and, discs. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was huge. Tyler was like, it was fucking huge. Um, and he, like, he's just like, because I stopped in to see him the other day at work, and I was like, Tyler, have you played Final Fantasy? And he goes, yeah, I can't fucking put it down, but I had to come to work and shit. <laughs> he's like, I honestly thought about just, like, bringing my TV to work and just playing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just cool because like what I was pulling like it's just like cool that you get to see the story and what what Midgar's like and it's it does it feel did it feel like a complete game to you when you beat it this is going to be a question for J Jason and Stone and whoever else plays it did it feel like a complete game when you beat it it did for me um like I like games that end on cliffhangers mm -hmm. um, but not ones that are like movie cliffhangers where you're just like oh okay like I had to I was real confused cause that like there's resolution that, but there's clearly room for more yeah yes yes like, that's how I felt about it like I got I feel like I played a complete game but there's that option for, like, more. Yeah. So, and I so, really love that. So not how they did, like, in Gears 4, where they wanted it to be set up for such a, a trilogy that they they left so many questions unanswered at the end of it that you you really didn't feel like you played a complete game until you played the story for Gears 5. And now yeah, they, like, they're like, oh, Gear 6 is going to come out. Yeah, that's great. And it's going to answer more. But really, you know, everything's got a nice bow. But like, there's still some small, some other stuff that could be explored. Yeah. Like, people, I guess people that don't, like, play games, like, like they just sit down, they just play the game, and that's all they play for, because they don't, like, look for, like, hidden stuff and things of that nature. Um, but, like... I don't know. I liked it and I really enjoyed it, and like I literally can't wait for the next one. Cause, like, <laughs> I just like I love games that are visually pretty. Um, yeah, I was. I was uh, mm -hmm. The Final Fantasy VII is exactly as I remember it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Simon, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm having a blast with it. <laughs> no. I think you said you had like a few problems, but it's like nothing like game breaking, right? Yeah, it's not the game breaking. It's just quirks of like, well, you know how it should be doing it, but it's like the game is doing weird things. <laughs> like, you go to interact with like a switch or something, but you're like off to the side of it. Well, you can still interact, but Cloud does kind of like this magical skate maneuver mm -hmm. over to it <laughs> mm -hmm. without moving his legs. Yeah, and it's you know it's just little shit like that, mm -hmm. and like the game is so pretty that you notice where it's not. Yeah. Is the problem? Yeah. Like, 
pots and pans, for instance. Like, just go look at any of the pots and pans in the game. They look like fucking octagons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent I sent Perry a, a picture or two of like where my texture didn't load correctly, and you can see that it was just not a good look. Well, and you want to know something though? I'll tell you this because you guys are part of the Aoi crew. You know this. I did put like a section for my review talking about textures because like you and my friend Jacob had said it like textures just don't look right in this game. And you're just like, well, yeah, I there's feel- a handful of them where it's just like just doesn't look right or it doesn't load in right or it loads in but it's like low res mm-hmm. and like you can tell because everything else looks so good mm-hmm. and it's yeah, just like this one thing here and there is just like why is that there mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's kind of the problem is, is it looks it looks so good that you notice every every imperfection like yeah. i said the context is also you guys are playing on pros with 4k tvs right mm-hmm. no i'm playing no. i'm playing an og on an og oh, okay so mm-hmm. so those textures should look slightly different or lesser and even that sheer jump is still that noticeable yeah like even my friend uh jacob he's playing on a pro on a 4k tv and he can still tell so it's like really (laughs) there's there's just some like i don't know there's just there's just like a lot of small issues but there's nothing nothing Mm -hmm. that's like that takes away from what the game is nothing that kind of like breaks immersion I'm not a big fan of, of forced walking in games, and that happens a lot in here. Oh, yeah. That's kind of jarring for me. Is like, you get moments where it's like, you know, you can move at like half speed, or you end up walking, or you can run, but it's just like, it's, it just jars you out of like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm jogging along, and all of a sudden I'm forced to walk for yeah. because no real reason. And that's not even a real reason. Mm-hmm. No, it's probably just a developer trick to hide load times. Yeah. Well, be a problem in the next generation. <laughs> well, I think what Jacob was saying was jarring for him is that, like, after every battle, it switches immediately back to cloud. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, like, he couldn't even tell that the match was over. But for me, I think the way it always ends is that I'm always on cloud. Not like, like, I switch back to him to finish up the combos that I pull off. So it doesn't really bother me, but like for someone that's on Tifa or Bear or even Aerith, it's like, oh wow. <laughs> I stay on Tifa a lot. Me too. She's <laughs> too good. <laughs> the stagger is insane. She's just too good. Like what? <laughs> and like he I was. Mean, you know, I've, I've got Aerith the Black Mage, so you know I've been using her a lot. <laughs> Aerith is Bay. Aerith I mean, is Bay too. I, I do think that I use. Uh... Use uh, clouds triple slash probably more than more than any other ability. And his character. and his focus thrust too, like the fact that he gets the stagger up when, after you pressure. It's oh yeah. wow. <laughs> my, well, my biggest my biggest thing with the triple slash is it actually closes distance too. Mm-hmm. So yes, it, it does. Like, he auto moves. Yep. It, it like it's like I love the combat. It's just great. And what was funny is that also Jake was like he's like it's funny that in Final Fantasy 15 it was really about food how much you ate. And it's crazy that it's not in this game. I'm like, not really, because think about what you're doing in this game compared to that game, you know? Yeah, that, that game's a camping simulator. Yeah. It's really about camping and doing this. This is more about be realistic and go through the story. <laughs> it's just, it's just going to be interesting what happens in the next game. Or is everything going to transfer over? They haven't really been keen about that. Because, because like, you, you have your material maxed out. I know you do. So, it's like, hmm. 
I don't want to have to do this all over again. There's there's been a, a lot of rumors going around about that, and I think they're, they're gonna. There's a lot of stuff in, in the game that's kind of leaning people to believe that they're gonna do some sort of data transfer. Okay, well, if I feel like it'll be like a data transfer, but like you start at level twenty five instead of level fifty, because it's that's super. One of the reasons why people were thinking that they're that you're gonna be able just to take whatever you are over to it is because they capped it at fifty. Mm-hmm. Because like that's super like. Like, crazy. It stops at 50, and it's like, if I had to go back to down to level 1, it's like, huh? I better be able to ca- carry my summons over, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want that I had to work, to work to get one specific one of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I started doing that last night because I didn't play Persona. I went ahead and played some more Final Fantasy VII just to play it. And that triple AP at the end is ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm glad that I did it. I did all the work without using it. It's just that just felt like cheating to me. <laughs> like I did it, it was just like that's ridiculously. It's ridiculously easy how fast you everything levels up. Well, and the fact that you can actually uh, pair that with the AP up materia, which mm-hmm. gives you essentially six times, mm-hmm. is just wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because like the thing is that the AP, the triple AP materia, isn't like a materia that you hold. It's automatic. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to link it to a to, to the material to a material next. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. I'm glad that everyone's having fun. It's it's interesting because like I've had I've seen some of the conversations uh, online and like even during your Twitch stream, uh, Jason, is that someone said that well people don't like the ending, blah blah blah. It's episodic. Uh, Honestly, the more, like, I don't think I could wait super long to play this game, you know? Yeah, and that's kind of the thing, like, like I've always been, a, uh, I've always bitched about the whole, the whole reason it's episodic, but from what I've played so far, and from what I'm probably going to experience at the end game here, it's, it's enough, there's enough content in here to make this a full game, even without knowing that there's more content to follow. Mm-hmm. So, it's just a matter of having to wait for the next one that's going to annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if it's going to be like, if it's going to be two more games or three more games, you know, I, I don't I don't want to be, you know, finishing Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Remake on 42. Yeah, I don't want it to be like another five years, because like someone thought it was going to be like next year that we get the next game. I'm like, huh? What? Well, because I, I, I just can't <laughs> promise that by then I'm going to care. <sighs> well... I'm just going to say this, beat the game, and you're going to go like, I care. <laughs> yeah. That's all, like, isn't that right, Jen? Did you feel that way? Say what? Sorry. Like, like he said, like, he doesn't think he's going he's gonna to care when he beats the game. But, like, for, like, you beating it, you're, like, going to be like, I care, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You, like, you're going to care a lot. And well, yeah. well, what I'm just saying is, is like, if, they try to, if they break it into, like, five games, you know, we get one game every three years or something like that. That's just a lot of time to wait. Yes. Even if the game's going to be three games in total, uh, I, I see it being as 18 months to two years. And then anything past that, and people are just going to, they'll yeah, they'll get excited and they'll go replay it. You know, they'll go replay remake and then they'll, and then right before the, I guess we'll call it episode two comes out. And, uh, but, by the time episode three comes out, they won't want to go back and replay them. You know, they'll be like, "I just, I'm burnt out." I, I, uh, 
The worst thing that they did was call this thing episodic. Like, I've heard that several times and after beating the game. That's the worst thing they did. Let's call this game episodic. You feel like we're putting too much focus on that? On that y- yes, because after, like, if you play it and you beat it through, you don't feel like, like, me personally, like, I didn't feel like it was an episode thing. Yeah, that, that's the thing, is that mm-hmm. whenever they first announced that they were doing the remake, which was several years ago, yeah, they, you know, said it was going to be an episodic release. Well, they changed gears, and instead of making it episodic, now they're just doing it in installments, which is similar, but a subtle difference. Yeah. You know? it, I, look, Ep- episodic could almost be basically regular six-month six DLC, three- to six-month DLC. Yeah. You know? adding maybe one to two hours of gameplay every couple months and uh but but if you do installments you're essentially just saying we're creating a trilogy we're creating a quadrilogy you know yeah i haven't said how many games it is but i would expect it's going to be three games Uh, and i would expect that the next game is going to be a a massive chunk of the original because because like this one's only about clocked to be only 10 to 15 percent of the game so is it technically even Having beat the game mm-hmm. and comparing it to the original triple disc uh, PlayStation One, about how far use a ten to fifteen percent is that even technically the first disc in its entirety? Oh, no, no, it's not it's the not first at all. Half of the first disc has been is Midgar. Midgar's Midgar is only five to six hours, so they blew it up to forty. Oh wow! So seeing that actually gives me promise as someone who hasn't. So knowing that if they made six games over well, ten years, see, there's a, another side to that though is that the percentages are not one to one. They had to remake Midgar. They had to take us into mm-hmm. Midgar, and they had to give us a complete story and make it to where it didn't feel like we were being left off anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you had to stop right before you left Midgar. That was the idea. So you either you had to stop right before Midgar, so you had to blow up Midgar to make it a full game, or you have to go so far into the original game that you're cutting content because they just cannot develop that quick enough, right? Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So, well, yeah, like I said, I get that. I'm just, I, w- I wish, the only thing I wish they would do is come out and say how many games they're going to, they're going to have to do. Yeah, well, they don't, I'm sure they don't know. I'm, I'm assuming three. I would assume three, that they're going to try to make it three, but as soon as they say three and they make it four, everybody's going to lose their fucking minds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those like give or take. It's it's we just are a very fickle community to game. Just with Final Fantasy Seven. Just this one. <laughs> More than anything. Because it's like, well, like go when for they it. said episodic like the first time I ever said it was gonna be episodic, I'm like, so is it gonna be like the Walking Dead series or like Life is Strange? Uh, where they just kind of like release it every month and then they release the full game again or like because it's what I thought because like like I said I play Telltale games when I want a game but I don't really want to do a whole lot um (laughs) like my minimal effort games my my you basically when when you want to watch an interactive movie yeah so like the Black Mirror episode but like not as deadly. Uh, <laughs> I killed a lot of people in that. <laughs> That's I so killed silly. eyebrow kids. Oh my gosh. So silly. But I'm glad that everyone's enjoying it. And like, Cub, play it. It's it's an amazing game. 
I have a feeling as soon as quarantine's over, if I haven't beaten the game by then, y'all are just gonna show up at my house. Sit down, boy. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna, like, duct tape you to, like, the chair and be like, you're a fucking play game. I think... Like, we'll feed you and shit, but you're gonna play this fucking game. I'm gonna feed him, too. Jacob gave me skeptical hippo-wise. He said, uh, so, please, he said, please tell me that's the only driving in this game. And I said, it's not, but you won't see it again until the end. And he was like, what? <laughs> and that's not a spoiler because Jason knows that <laughs> he should know that. Yeah. <laughs> if you played the old game, you were—I mean, I, I still, I still have it ingrained in my memory. Uh, the bike on the uh, the highway. Yes. Oh man. And like I felt like that 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 was cool, but I guess some people don't like that. And I even had to tell him because he's entering like chapter nine and ten. I said, "Okay, bro, you're entering some of the funnier chapters." I loved it. You might not, but you know. I love, like, games that have chapters that are, like, like, you know that they're, like, filler chapters, but they don't feel like it. Well, yeah, the Honeybee Inn was amazing. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was great. Like, just doing everything on screen and, like, even doing some of the old mini games. I'm like, really? (laughs) Is, Is that when you had the DDR game? Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 So, a little. Before we move on. Okay. Perry, we're three. Your podcast is three. We're three. You're three Three years years old. old. Yes, it is. (laughs) I was gonna say that for last. (laughs) Okay. It is three years. I can't believe it. It's crazy that it's been three years. Like, dang, just think about it. more about that address, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about because I want to interview Perry. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I can do. Yeah, I can do that. Well, uh, a real quick topic we can talk about is all the different cancellations going on. <laughs> There's too many. There's too uh, many. <laughs> I mean, uh, Gamescon was canceled. Comic-Con was canceled. Yes. Okay, so SDC, SDCC was canceled. Uh, they yeah. are... I did read an article where your tickets are going to be uh, refundable and uh, or you can just save them for the next year. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool that they're doing that. A lot of people are just giving money back, but they're like, if, you want, if you've already spent the money and you don't need the money back, hey, here you go. Mm-hmm. You can come It'll next carry year. And... Even if you wait till next year and then you still cancel your ticket, you're still going to get your proper refund. And the last thing I saw was now this was a this was in a comment section, of course, but uh, they think that the ticket price is going to go up compared to this year to next year, so you got a discount. True. I wonder why. I mean, ticket prices it's usually it's go up. Yeah. They, they go. I mean, I've noticed uh, in most conventions in general, the average has been over the past five years has been. Now this is across like thirty different conventions I've looked at. Uh, they've gone up about ten dollars per ticket per year. <laughs> you know how much it, it costs again to E three? It costs about a thousand just to get a badge. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never looked at E3 personally. Well, E3 only recently became a a fan convention anyway. Yeah, but just say a thousand? What? Okay, so Aloy Gaming is looking for sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) And but the thing is, though, you can... We want to go to E3. Yeah, next year. 
that's how like individuals and like gamers used to get into E3 is they would like make a fucking uh, website say hey I'm a games journalist give me a badge yeah like you know, now it's like if you know people in the industry you can get through the back door to get into some of the conventions because <laughs> we're not gonna pay that much like yo I need I need about five badges okay cool. <laughs> Can I have one because I work at GameStop? Like... Uh, oh, uh, speaking of that, a friend of mine, he's a, he's a streamer, Trallinet. Uh, you guys should check him out if you're listening. Um, anyway, he just got approved as a GameStop affiliate program, and he got a, a CD Keys uh, affiliate. So if you guys want discounted games, uh, I can provide some links on the uh, AWO Facebook later. But... Uh, brand new copy of like Elder Scrolls Online uh, the Greymore is only like $35 Speaking of GameStop why come I can't get no Joy-Cons right now because <laughs> we probably sold out his book <laughs> I know because like I know today's your pro day not ads for any of these places I was looking for like some new Joy-Cons because mine had the drift and I'm like oh they're all sold out <laughs> let's go on Amazon Let's go on. I know we had like pre-owned ones the last time I work. Um, I know that we sold all of our new ones uh, for like a ship from store. Uh, yeah, you know it's okay. Today's not even. It's not even like pro day. It's like pro day, but for like anybody that shops on GameStop.com. So you like don't even have to have a pro membership. In no. order to do pro day. So okay. it's kind of like just a sale day, basically. Yeah. Everyone has access to the, the discounts if they go to the online store, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like if you buy it online um, and choose to pick it up at the store, you still pay the online price for it. Okay. Very chill. So a really good art- article came out concerning Jason Schreier. He is leaving Kotaku. So, yeah. So let me get into this because this Bad is. A, for all. I remember you texted yeah. me about this, and I, it took me a second to like register. <laughs> like my brain couldn't compute that he was yeah. leaving. So yeah, he's leaving Kotaku. So this is going to be a long and meaty read. So bear with me, guys. After eight years and some change, I am leaving Kotaku. Friday will be my last day working for this website. I will miss you all. Truth is, I've decided to leave the media and pursue my I, my life's calling, me becoming a full-time saxophone player. Kidding. <laughs> I like how you did that. I'm staying in journalism, where I will continue to report on the weird, wild industry and culture of video games. I plan to take a few weeks off to put the final touches on my second book and hang out with my seven-month-old. And then I'll be doing brand new things at a brand new outlet. If you'd like to reach out or share a story, you can find me on Twitter or email me anytime. I'll still be podcasting with my good friends, Kirk Hamilton and Maddie Myers. Although we'll no longer be hosting Kotaku's split screen, we're starting a brand new video game podcast that you can also learn more about on Twitter. If you like split screen, you'll like this one too. If you didn't like split screen, you might still like this one. I don't know. How could you not like split screen? <laughs> I've never even heard of split screen. It's kind of interesting. I don't think it'd be productive to spend too much time on the reasons I'm leaving, which will probably be obvious other than to say this. When I think about what happened to Deadspin, bile builds in my throat. 
after t- October 29th, 2020, 2019, sorry, it became clear that I could not work at this company for much longer. Still, it was hell of a ride, wasn't it? Previous iterations of this company have offered its staff an unprecedented level of editorial freedom over the years, and I will be forever grateful for that. For the opportunity to learn, make mistakes, and write a whole lot of ridiculous articles. I'm certainly proud of the scoops and features I published here. But when I look back at the eight years of, of Kotaku, some of my fondest memories are the silly things that only an outlet like Kotaku would encourage. Reviewing IGN's exclusive review of Bioshock Infinite. Writing timely headlines. Ranking review scores. Eulogizing Luigi. Calling out game executive periphery. Recapping 24, for some reason, other assorted nonsense. What I've always loved about this website is that, thanks to the spirit of Gawker Media, it's never been afraid to be simultaneously serious and dumb. But, put another way, I'm glad that my final two articles here were, one, a month a month-long report into how work conditions at a video game company have improved as a result of public pressure and two, this. Here's something remarkable. Over eight years plus at Kotaku, I've never seen been told not to write something because an advertiser might pull out or because it pissed off a video game company or because it might upset the wrong people. The story always came first. Serving readers always came first. Here's something else remarkable. When I started at Kotaku, I was waiting for George R.R. Martins to finish writing Winds of Winter. As I leave Kotaku, I'm still waiting on for George R.R. Martins to finish writing Winds of Winter. (laughs) (laughs) Yet another thing Desmond got right. Okay. So, react, guys. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. I've been waiting for Winds of Winter, too, man. Also, you know, end of an era, man. <laughs> right, right. I'm curious to see what shenanigans he gets up to, but, like, he's written, written, rather, a, you know, ton of content over on <laughs> about, like, a lot of, like, breaking media, what's going on, you know, in the, in the gaming world and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. And just the fact of... Uh... All the articles, like, ever since I got into, like, wanting to be a reviewer and learning more about Kotaku, and always hearing that name, Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier, Jason Schreier, it's like, hmm, what does he do? And all of a sudden, he, like, I think we talked about in this podcast before that he wrote the article about what Anthem was really supposed to be about and what, it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Don't make Jason sad. I'm I'm sorry for something like this. Like I I know we don't ever mention name Anthem, or we're not uh, try not to. It's just the fact that it's something like that, and like you see the article that he made about that. It's like, huh? Like where do you get this kind of information, man? <laughs> You're a journalist through and through. Yeah, but he, I mean, I I read that article because I I'm still at heart, right <laughs> deep down in, in my cold dead heart. I'm an Anthem fanboy. Uh, and I'm actually the one that usually gets mad whenever people start talking trash about it. I'm like, but uh, I don't get it. Uh, 
but Jason Schreier, reading that article and having not known who he was through all these years, just reading that one article made me go back and read old articles. Just and I, and this, this man is talented <laughs> in every aspect. Uh, he he gets he gets the information. He does well with it, and and he. He writes articles that anyone can understand. He doesn't worry about technical jargon, things like that. And I am actually truly going to miss reading his articles on Kotaku. <laughs> but I do look forward to his future endeavors. It's just, what do you think, Jason? I mean, he's taking time off to spend with his kid, so I can't really, I can't fault him for that. You know, he's still going to do a podcast. He's still going to be out, out in the public eye giving his opinion. And then when he when he feels he can, he's going to come back and do, you know, media for a different outlet. So I don't think it's like, I don't think it's so much it's in like retreating from the actual life. He's still going to be in journalism, which he's just going to take a break for a while. Yeah, I think, I so think it, 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 it's you know just, it sucks he's leaving Kotaku, but at least just, we're still going to have him writing articles. It's not like he's you know, it's he's not, not like gone. He, he's not gone. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like it, he's it's not like he retired. But isn't it more like when you think of a couple break, you know, it's it sucks he's leaving, you know, we're gonna lose a lot of that. But I think he's still gonna write, he's still gonna do everything right. So, you know, I think it's just after a while we'll have him back and just we won't be a Kotaku. I think the thing is though, like when we think of Kotaku, we think of Jason Trier, but now it's just like, dude, should we even look at Kotaku? You know, it's kind of that thing because their articles have been like that. Some people write good articles there. It's just more of like. It's not what you're looking for, you know? <laughs> Do you truly believe that he was the face? He was the name of Kotaku. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when I think of Kotaku, that's the first name I think of when I think of it. So. Yeah. I mean, especially what was it, like, a month ago, we were talking about all the, like, he reported on, what, Naughty Dog? Was that what it was? Mm-hmm. About yeah. how they're, like, crunching so hard to make sure this game comes out the practices and like he was the headline of that like we said anthem he wrote about that and it's just like okay it's more of like you're a journalist so where are you getting this information because you're doing some good stuff (laughs) i just think it's going to be interesting going forward yeah you guys do find that uh that kotaku link uh and and read the article that I know, I know Harry just read. But at the bottom, at the very end, after his sign-off, you can actually just click on his post. And you can go back. And, I mean, it goes back. I mean, this this man regularly posted, every, like, almost every other week. Uh, you know, he, t- he takes his breaks and stuff. But I just, I, I could read this man's articles for... <laughs> for days, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be interesting going forward to see what they do. It's just also kind of crazy that he's like, he has a secure job during all of this. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. What? A, a lot of people don't think of, you know, editors and journalists as being essential and things like that, having secure jobs. But even though they can work from home, so really they're not affected in any way. But I'm really wanting to know the most important question, guys. Does he actually play the saxophone? <laughs> if he doesn't like if he does like a video podcast too if he doesn't pull out his saxophone like one time 
pretty sure even if he says, I don't own a saxophone, the gaming community will be like, here's $5. Here's $5. Here's $5. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, here's my Patreon account. Just, uh, this is all going towards that. Yeah. But, uh, I hate to derail us, but I actually don't know what's going on with this whole October thing with Deadspin. What was Deadspin? I don't know. I'm going to have to read about that. Maybe we can talk about it some other time, even though it's in the past. <laughs> well, I mean, back back in October this past year, um, Kotaku's parent company was acquired, I think, and then they had a whole thing about uh, ad revenue and, like, rolling ads in the middle of uh, videos that weren't there before and stuff like that. There's a, there a whole fucking thing about it. Oh, okay. So it's just more going to be a quick read for me personally. I see. I was wondering, like, I was, like, because the whole Deadspin thing is just like, okay, so... They want that during like did Kotaku want that or no? Uh, well, Kotaku didn't want it. Okay. And the readers didn't want it. It was the the owners of the companies that wanted it. And like I say, I'd I'd have to read more on it to speak intelligently on it. But that was the gist of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank I've, you for a, a TLDR. Mm -hmm. The I mean, like that's how I felt when I read it. I was like, dang. So what do these people really do? I'm like, oh, dang. It just seemed kind of messed up. <laughs> I would hate to go watch a review and all of a sudden, like, a ad pops up. It's like, huh? Yeah, I'd bail on ads pretty quickly. It's like on Facebook, whenever you, like, you know, would see a video or something. It's like, you know what? This is good, but there's an ad now. Skip. <laughs> yeah, there's... That, that's the thing is we live in a, in a world of instant gratification. So if the video's two minutes, why am I watching a 45-second video? To make it longer, like two, two, two minutes and 45 yeah, seconds. And that doesn't even, yeah, that doesn't even, like, if you uh, watch the videos on the timeline things, those videos, uh, it pauses it, so it's still just a two-minute video. So really, now you feel like you're spending half, an additional 50% of the time to see the, what could have been a 10-second vine, but you wanted to watch the video, and now you're like, no, I'm not going to watch this, skip. Mm -hmm. We live in that world where... I know ads are, are the, core, the, the core of a lot of revenue for people. I get that. But the context really needs to be there for ads. Facebook does not move the videos, do not need ads. Okay. Never did. So this is not to pretty much shit on this company because, like, I know you guys are really big into it, but Rooster Teeth, I think I heard a podcast with them maybe about two years ago. And I think they got, we're getting on to Barbara because she said that she had ad block. And they're like, oh, what? Why do you have ad block? How do you guys feel about that? Because, like, with a company like Rooster Teeth. Well, because a lot of, their, a lot of their, their revenue does come from the fact that they do ad reads. And a lot of, and then, so I, I think that they kind of understand what that, like, like what, what ads have as an impact. So... I think they can kind of get a little, a little upset by it, by the fact that you know one of their own is skipping the ads because they know kind of how much revenue that can that, that can actually bring in. Well, then why don't you do the like you said, like if we like when we get sponsors, gotta use that word when. Um, we will always do it at the beginning and at the end. I like I learned that from Joe Rogan is just that why would you break up conversation like that's the one thing i don't like about rooster teeth's podcast is that they have a good flow and all of a sudden it's like ad read i'm like huh 
I think dead meat does the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, but they like tie theirs into their podcast. Yeah. Uh, they always do it like in the middle of it, um, but they're always like really super passionate, and it's usually like you're getting a discount for whatever it is they're offering, like VPN or like a uh, home delivery like hello fresh or like nature box or crunchy roll or whatever mm-hmm. um, i think it just needs to be no matter where you put them if you're gonna just do uh targeted ads like that and i mean that in in when you're when we're, you're speaking like hey just want you guys to know welcome to the stream the podcast the x content today's stuff is brought to you in part by pbs and yeah, right, I went there. Uh, hey, PBS. Nice. Uh, but you know, if you're gonna do that, great. That lets me know. Okay, this is done. We're done. I get to watch my content. I got to hear them talk. Uh, but then, if if we're if you're in a podcast right now, and and we'll just say hypothetically, Awoy Gaming, uh, we'll use you guys, uh, this podcast as an example, and y'all get picked up by Squeenix. Because Squeenix really loves how much, how how you guys talk about their games, uh, then you'll be like, well, today we're talking about this game. Who? Oh, by the way, Squeenix is uh is a sponsor, and just to let you guys know, uh, we're not actually just only bragging about them because they're a sponsor. Bragging about them because the quality is there. Now let's tell you about the game. If it's natural and fluid, I'm okay with that. But if it's an actual ad that interrupts it, and I mean, you know, one minute I'm listening to people who kind of like this. And the next minute you're listening to a Geico commercial that sounds like it's screaming in your ears. I'm probably actually less likely to come back to that podcast or X content mm-hmm. because those ads are not, they are, while I get it that you're being paid for this content, I also get that it's, I actually feel like targeted ads are better in that situation. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the thing though, is like, do you want to, you want to pay for it with advertisement or do you want to pay for the content you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that that's why we have you know advertisements on free entertainment you know what i mean it's people don't want to pay for stuff so you have to pay the you have to keep the lights on somehow you know yeah it works for free yeah and like even like for like uh when it comes to games as a review standpoint it's just like anything you have to say like yes this game was was the code was provided by square or, like, even with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I am clearly going to say at the beginning of my podcast, uh, uh, review, that this is, like, I would be a fool to not admit how influenced Final Fantasy VII has been towards me. As I, like, I played the original, so, seeing it a second time, see what that, because, like, with remakes, even, it's like, where do you hold, you know? It's like, how do we balance that you can't like of course the game's already made so let me let my audience know like yes i play the remake yes i play the original or no i haven't that way it allows them to go okay he's seeing it from a different pair of eyes they want to yeah you you want to let your viewers know if you're biased or not yeah you know, are like, you, and, and are you biased in the sense that you play the original game or are you biased in the sense that you have no prior experience because biases are not always 
everyone hears the word bias and they think it's a bad word, it's a negative word. No, it, bias is just merely your influences based on the situation, everything from your upbringing. Yeah. I mean, look at people who have you guys heard that uh, they're they're coming out with a new Harry Potter game? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. so that's going to be really awesome. As someone who grew up in the Bible Belt, my dad would used to every time a movie would come out, he would be like, "Oh my God, well, you read the books? What's going on? You know this, this, and this." But then I had a good friend who literally didn't even know Harry Potter existed, except for the fact that the books everyone was reading in school, because it was Bible Belt, and this is this is witchcraft, this is Satanism. Oh my God! So and I, 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 oh, I'm so sorry, Jen. Go ahead, go ahead, please. Um... Like, you say that, um, and I always thought that was really chaotic until I met Katie, um, and, like, she was, like, I went over to her house and I stayed the night over there once, and, like, she was, like, like and she, like, You're breaking up there. You're breaking up, Jen. Okay, so, all we heard was, uh, and oh. she was, like, you went to her house. Yeah, I went to her house, and, like, she went she like her parents went to bed and she was like finally i can read my book and she like pulled it out from like under her mattress and i was really confused because i was like my mom was like the cool mom that was like at books a million at like midnight to get me a harry potter book um and i still have my original like sorcerer's stone um that book was 5.99 when it first came out you guys that book was six dollars yeah, um, and now it's like thirteen for paperback or something like I was about that. To say, yeah, paperback or hardback. <laughs> paperback. Um, I think the hardback one was like eight ninety nine. Uh, so it wasn't that much. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, I didn't know. I just like assumed people were like kidding, and then that happened, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Was it a culture shock for you? Because yes, was, yes. Like I, I honestly thought that people were joking about it. Yeah. Biggest then, culture like, shock for me was the fact that, uh, as an example, did you know other countries don't know what lemonade is? They, that's what they think Sprite is. Hmm. Just saying, that blew me away. So. Well, I've, I've heard of that in Australia, I think. Yeah, it was. It's even in the UK in places. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I digress. Uh, but. Even locally, you can live next door to someone, and the culture can be so completely different because of simple things like that. And yep. to see it firsthand, you know what what people's experiences are, you know. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. So, so that just proves that point that that you're that to as a view as a personal viewer of something, I want to know. I don't. I don't need to know your life story, but I need some context to know why you think something is good or bad. Yeah, because if every everyone and their brother still says that one of the worst uh, video game and movie ma uh, makes ever was Super Mario Brothers. Uh, um, oh, movie. Okay, you said yeah, video, game, video movie. game movie, movie. <laughs> and it was trash in every concept. There, there's like no one can talk can say good things about it. And I'm over here going, I don't know about y'all, but that was one of the first movies I still remember from being when I was like. Under the age of six, watching, I love it. I still watch it. Well, the first, the first one I watched was uh, Resident Evil. So, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Super Mario Bros. movie is just is to me. It's just it's one of those movies that's just so bad. It's good. It's like cheesy like as heck. 
yeah, I like the room. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it Maybe falls, that's where it, it falls started. Under, <laughs> the, realm, the realm of bad film. Yeah. Tommy was always secretly too... behind the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh gosh, oh gosh. I did... It's just so bad, it's good. Uh, Little Hope was announced, the trailer. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, we did. <laughs> of course me and Jason watched it. What's it? No, uh, I, now, I'm completely uh, dumb on this. Please. Little Hope is, is, is the sequel to Man of Medan, or the, the next in the Dark dark uh, dark Pictures anthology from Madame, like following Man of Medan. Oh, yeah. it's a, okay, it's after Man of Medan. Is this the one that you were talking about where now there's a girl? Yeah, like, I don't, they haven't said that any of them are connected. Um, like, Sans American Horror Story. Um, you know how, like, you didn't know American Horror Story was connected until, like, season five or something oh was it actually that early uh yeah uh and mm. then like because they Whoa. haven't said anything they just said it's a long-standing project um they have robert said how john many, and like, associates we believe it's our obligation to give back like to that. our community so our attorney I, was, like, I just went live so you guys can watch it oh cool um i just i absolutely love that movie hello uh, movie. You survived uh, the man of Medan, so no doubt you discovered that the legend had a glimmer of truth to it. Is it so loud? Let me turn it down. If you were playing it personally, I guarantee you no one heard a thing Jenny said. Yeah, I was. I thought she was gonna stop talking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. So, here, here we go. Here we go. Now, I wanted to show you this. Don't be put off by the title. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. Anyway, the story of Little Hope will take you to a place that has a dark history. A place that, like many such towns in 1692, was gripped by the fear of witchcraft. It was a place where neighbor denounced neighbor. And it was a place where self-styled witchfinders dispensed the cruelest of punishments. So much death. The true question, of course, was whether the accused really did consort with evil, or was there a dark presence manipulating those who accused them? Together, by God's grace, little hope will prevent. So weird. Or perhaps it was something else entirely. I dare say we'll find out. Hmm? And find out you must, if you want to stay alive and keep those around you safe. What is that? One thing you will certainly discover is that all that suffering, all that malice, leaves a profound effect. It creates repercussions. There are always repercussions. See you soon. Maybe in Little Hope. Maybe somewhere else. It's inevitable. Ah, uh, can't wait.
My favorite thing about that is like the curator, which is the guy that's at repercussion. Um, we actually like have a joke at GameStop where we will literally like look at each other and somebody like somebody will call and say something and then we'll get off the phone or like a customer will come in and say something, they'll leave and we'll be like there are repercussions. There are always repercussions. Because he said it the exact same way in the Man of Madon trailer. Um, and as you know at GameStop we have to listen to the same commercials all day. So it just became like a running thing and we still listen to and we still like go on it. It's great. Um, but yeah, like Supermassive makes it and like I love Until Dawn. Everyone knows I love Until Dawn. Um, what? I, I didn't oh, know. Shocking news. <laughs> oh. Um, great. I, I've, I'm going to ask Caitlin, Danielle. <laughs> and like, I'm just real, real excited. So yeah. I hope it's four. But it might be more because he has like a fucking bookshelf of stuff. Uh, so, and they didn't like they haven't said like hey we're gonna have like four of these we're gonna have five of these like and they're not even selling them at sixty dollars they're selling them at thirty and which i think is good because man of madon as great as it was was really short it was very short how many still hours still good, did it take you? how many hours would it work was the game like Five hours? Five. Okay. Yeah, Jean, Jean and I beat it in the night. Yeah. Yeah, we played the couch co-op thing, um, which is real cool. Uh, the online part, like, is terrifying to play because someone else is playing, but you can't see what they're doing. Um, so they can fuck you over without you knowing about it. Or they can help you. If you're playing online with a random person and not a friend, that person's gonna fuck you over. Okay, I know you two have been talking up this game for like the last six months, <laughs> maybe. We love it. I, I like. I think we're finally gonna play it, so it better it hold has up. The, the friend pass right now. I don't need a friend pass. <laughs> you need to just play the game. <laughs> like I have, <laughs> like I have it. Like you don't need a friend pass to do the whole uh, player night thing, right? Uh, no, ever. I think the people that have to have it, uh, if you're doing the friend pass, you both have to have PlayStation Plus, um, and the friend pass is only good for one try, so you can only use it that one time. I don't, like I said, I don't need a friend pass, I just need to play the game. <laughs> yeah, the, the couch co-op thing, um, you literally, it'll give you the list of characters, and they all have to be handed off to, um, one person or the other. Um, I think Jason got three people, and I got two, so Jason played most of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I replayed it the other day, and I was letting my friend in West Virginia make all the choices, and he got everyone killed. And then I think the second time I played it, I texted Jason, I was like, I killed Brad. Yeah, I watched that stream. I was so upset. Watch that stream. <laughs> So, with that being said, let's see what else is on this short news week. Not a lot happened, of course, like normal. Um, Resident Evil New Resistance Mastermind. Has anyone played Resistance yet? I haven't gotten to it yet, no. 
is a it came it comes with Resident Evil Three. So it's a four on one game. It's a four on one game, pretty much kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth. You know, I have that game, and I thought about downloading and checking it out finally. <laughs> so, is it like uh, is it one person plays as Nemesis or no, you one play? One person plays as, plays as the operator in a room where the four have to try to escape the room, and then the one has to try to prevent people from escaping. So oh. it's it's very much in the vein of like Dead by Daylight. Yeah. So have like a four a four on one situation. Yeah. So Jill came. Jill Valentine's a new hero this week. I mean this month, and then Nikolai is going to be the new mastermind in May. And then June is under construction. So they're going to keep this thing going. So it's one of those like it's not going to be good at first, maybe, or like you're having really fun, and it's just going to get better. Yeah. So it's definitely not like uh, Resident Evil Five's multiplayer where it was uh, like two operators versus two operators. Okay. Cool. I didn't even realize that uh, Resident Evil Five had that. You know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's so fun uh, uh, for an old game. Yeah, I like I just like the story, so. Some games you play for story, some that you don't. Um, let's see. This was interesting. I thought it would be. Uh, I can't wait to hear Stone's response to it. But um, oh God. Cooking Mama. No. The game came out this week. IGN gave it a three out of ten. <laughs> a three out of ten, and like, what's funny is that Cooking Mama is actually a really big game to some people however <laughs> the people that were developing it said that they had no right to publish the game when it came out <laughs> yeah, so office create was the uh, developer and the publisher was planet entertainment yep so here from the statement it said planet entertainment wants to explain the mystery surrounding the nintendo switch game to all cooking mama cook star fans Office Create, the rights holds holder, Cooking Mama, approved a detailed game design in 2019. First playable, the game developer and Planet followed the exact approved design. That design is the exact game on Nintendo Switch, which also includes many additional Office Create suggestions which add gameplay value. Unfortunately, creative differences arose as Cooking Mama and Cookstar was near completion, they were outside the scope of our agreement and the game design approved by Office Create. By contract, Planet is fully within its rights to publish Cooking Mama and Cookstar. There is no active litigation or ruling that prevents Planet from publishing the game. Cooking Mama fans have been very enthusiastic about Cooking Mama and Cookstar, including the many... <laughs> New features including vegetarian and unicorn food. What? <laughs> That's interesting. Potluck party plus more. We appreciate the overwhelming positive response and support from Cooking Mom and Cookstar fans. Office Create has our total respect. We thank them for their wisdom and wish them well. What? Stone, I would like your response. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, so Office Create created Cooking Mama for the, the DS back in whatever. They have the licensing rights to it and stuff, and they they license it out to this Planet Entertainment. And they, I guess they were self-publishing it? 
and created their own Cookie Mama title, Cookstar. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just funny that it says it's overwhelming positive. I'm like, who's really playing this game? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the, what the no, fuck? That game, actually, I remember when the first Cooking Mama came out on 3DS, and uh, that game blew up. It was, everybody loved it. And then, of course, Facebook, you, it, it got so big, Facebook even made a Facebook game for, of course, you know, iOS and Android. She was not but to see the fact that a publisher you're you're you are literally the publisher i can't be without reading the webster's dictionary definition of that word you don't have any rights to 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 create a game that you are just you are the distributor you are going to create the game and you're going to mass sell it don't go out and and make your own alternate thing to try and 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 cash grab that makes you look so bad, and it's such an embarrassment. <laughs> Could you imagine, uh, Jason, if Square did something like that? <laughs> uh, oh my okay. gosh! That would be the equivalent of if if Disney decided to make a Kingdom Hearts game without Square Enix's help at all. So three. So three, yeah. <laughs> so three. I like, I like three. You shut your mouth. Oh my god. M-O-U-S out. Mouth. Mouth. Yeah, but there was no Final Fantasy in that game. That was just Disney. Square was probably just like, uh... You know what's sad? Final Fantasy next year, fuck it. You know what's sad, though? Like, I think when we were talking about the Leon thing yesterday, <laughs> Jason, and, uh, what's his... I guess Elliot was like, yeah, uh, I can't believe that from Final Fantasy VIII. I'm like, What? Okay, you can tell he's a Kingdom Hearts fan if he's calling Squall Leon. <laughs> right. I was like, huh? I got a kick out of that, too. I was like... Like, I'm, like, I'm almost positive he's talking about Resident Evil 2. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I'm like, who calls Le- Squall Leon? Kingdom Hearts fans that don't play Final Fantasy. No, disrespect. Right, right. No, disrespect. <laughs> no, no, no disrespect for anyone playing Kingdom Hearts here. All right, except for that last one. <laughs> all the disrespect. Play Final Fantasy. For real, play Final Fantasy. Do Why it. not both? Okay. Um. Well, yeah, and but you know, a lot of unanswered questions in Kingdom Hearts in every game. <sighs> what I think is funny though is that fifteen. How do you, like, I read something about directors that had to step down to do other projects. How do you feel, how do you think Nomura feels about 15? How do you feel about 15? Yeah, because he was, he was leading on that for seven, uh, seven plus years, and they said that he had to switch off to do Kingdom Hearts 3. I mean, I would like, to, I would like, it's, you know, it's one of the things, you know, wishful thinking but i would like to think that he cared that he got taken off of that project but you know, there's there's no real way to tell <laughs> so uh, i mean there, there's no telling if you looked at it as like a passion project or looked at it as like oh, I had to, like, job. is it cr- it's crazy though that he did 13 and 13 part 2 you know yeah which yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of one of the one of the rare ones on, on in that where i actually don't mind the 13 trilogy mm-hmm. too much 
I didn't much care for like you know thirteen. I think thirteen two was significantly better than thirteen. Oh yeah, for real. But the Final uh, Fantasy is still the one with the girl with twenty years. So twelve. Yeah. Friend. Yeah, yeah that's, friend. That's, that's there we go. Yes. Friend. Yeah, friend. She's amazing. She's a, she's a Vera. She's a Vera. She's amazing. That game was just amazing. That's, that that helped me channel my inner friend. Uh, yeah, friend. It's a really good game. Like I'm, I like both. I, I was glad. I was glad when they finally remastered. It's like the only one that they hadn't brought to a current console. That and six, but you know. <laughs> well, no, but but I mean, you could buy six for like like the Vita, but like you couldn't buy twelve. It was like it wasn't on the store. Oh yeah. Like the only way to play it was on a PlayStation Two until they actually redid it. Yeah, twelve is like I said, twelve is like the first. Uh, actually, I take it back. Thirteen was the first game I actually beat all the way through as an adult, and then of course seven, and then twelve, and then fifteen, yeah, I, and then I, seven. I, 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 <laughs> Yeah, is this crazy? Okay then, did you guys see that Cyberpunk Xbox One X? Oh my gosh! It is really, really fucking pretty. But I still don't want to buy an Xbox. So. I actually got a text message from one of our good friends, Jordan. He said that, oh, this is time exclusive uh, for Final Fantasy Seven. I might switch to the Xbox next year to play it on there. I'm like, uh, more like, like he texted me that during this podcast. It's kind of interesting. I'm going to text him back. I'm like, Final Fantasy games should be played on a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. So then, do you have a problem that I, uh, one of the biggest things I played was when I played 11 was uh, Xbox 360. Final Fantasy 11? I think it was 11. No, that's fine. Oh, I played those on, uh, I played those on Xbox too, so. Okay. Oh no, yeah, I played that on PC uh, until it, it died out, and then I never got back in fourteen. A lot of people still play eleven and fourteen. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Wait, those I mean, servers are still live? Yeah. Uh, well, eleven servers are, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people still play eleven. A lot. It's weird. I, mean, 11, I think I think eleven has more like private servers that people like bought. And yeah. Public. I wouldn't there's play just, eleven. Yeah, I wouldn't play Eleven either. Anyways, just based off <laughs> what people have told me about that game. So much of my life into Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah, do you remember whenever they had to like uh, shut down the server because uh, before they did kiting and they kited that world monster into like the main area? That was about. That was right at the end when I stopped. stopped. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still kicking on the idea of getting back into fourteen. That's gonna be wild. Let's do like let me know, but like I know you're gonna play hard mode on seven. Like I am gr- really just gearing up, getting all can my I, material right, huh? Can I bitch about that for just a second? What's wrong? Like the problem is, is, I play hard mode for the experience of being on hard mode. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can't that you you know it's not really a true hard mode because you have to you know you have to, you know you can just do chapter select, but you can't you don't start level one. Like, you still max level and max everything. Still hard, though. <laughs> I get that, but, it, like, 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 I would think a hard mode like, a new game plus. Where, like, you can bring over your abilities, but you're still level one. Yeah. But no, not this one. Well, as long as the challenge is there, I think it's fine. Yeah. As long as it's, it's, it, it has to be tuned and geared for that to be a challenge, though. 
Yeah. So what I'm doing right so, so what I'm doing currently, I'm maxing out all my materials so I can get that special summon. And also, you can get multiple chain bangles, which is probably one of the best web, uh, accessories in the game. But you have to play the chapter over and over. It's just like, uh, this sucks. Well, I mean, not on your weapon, but per character. Oh, okay. I, I misunderstood. Yeah. There's, 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 there's you one you can grab. Multiples to a single weapon, and I was like, what? No, there's there's one you can grab out of the chest, but the only way to get it again is to really the entire chapter. Yeah, and you had to beat. The chest is at the end of the chapter, isn't it? Not that. You just have to play the entire chapter, or everything you grab doesn't save over. Oh. So they, they could have done a better job of that. <laughs> But I think after you beat and do all the side quests, because I think, Jason, you got that trophy, right? Didn't you get that trophy for doing all the side quests? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, after that, it's just like, okay, there's there could have been more side quests, you know? Yeah, there wasn't really a lot, a lot, a lot in, in the way of side content. Which was, you, know, you, you can take that however you wish, but, like, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm still in the middle, the middle of the middle of the game, so I don't want to comment too much on it. But yeah, yeah, it looks pretty. There's a lot of stuff, but overall, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see how much actual content goes into it because there's a lot of story. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see like what happens. Hard mode, you know, oh. the challenges that I come across. So before I mean, we speak on, you know, if if it had enough, I agree that it's a full game. It's just without. There's not only really that depth of side quests that's normally in a Final Fantasy game because there's not really that many. I, I, they said that there was so much more. Like, maybe this is going to be like a DLC thing because they said there was so much that they felt like they weren't going to hit even April 10th. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so give us that in DLC? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully. We'll see. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Okay, then. Hmm. Let's see what else we got. As Final Fantasy gamers who have played more than one uh, installment of the different, I don't want to say series because obviously each game is its own series. But mm -hmm. how, say, uh, hypothetically, if a game has 40 hours of story based content, how much content do you believe is considered fishing? 10 hours, 20 hours of side quests? Or well, for, for Final Fantasy games, absolutely not. Um, there's, there's a great example of in the Final Fantasy XII, if you look at the strategy guide for it, not only does it look like an encyclopedia, but the main story content is less than 10% of that book. Yeah, because the uh, story in that game is fairly short when you think about it. Yeah, the, the draw of Final Fantasy games is not, is not only the main story and the storytelling aspects, but it's everything else that goes into it. Like in, in 12, you've got the hunts. In 9, you have chocographs. In 10, you've got uh, Blitzball and the Dark Aeons and Penance. You know, you have so much extra content outside of the story and stuff for the end game after you've already, you know, beaten the game, quote unquote, that there's so much more to do that if it's, it's to me, it's not a Final Fantasy game unless you can, unless you can take 100 hours into it. Yeah, it's been that way. It's it's been that way since Final Fantasy 3. Like back when you were playing, uh, you were live streaming uh, the other Final Fantasy. You were going after all of the uh, the big monsters. Yeah. The, the arena. The uh, hold on, what are you talking about? 
uh, when you were live streaming and I and I monsters how you had to kill 10 of this guy to get a new one oh a new yeah, yeah yeah no, yeah for the for the for the fiend arena in 10 yeah fiend arena there you go yeah uh so that was the extra content that gave more ex i mean you you doubled your gameplay just off of that right but and do even doing that only unlocks the creatures then you have then you have to farm up to go to beat them and then not only after that you once you beat all the stuff in the monster arena then you have access to, to the dark aeon which is a whole nother thing so the fact is, is like if you're a casual story-based gamer, you can get through it. Uh, Final Fantasy games are very similar in that vein to Skyrim or or any Elder Scrolls game. Is there's a main story you can do, and it's very in depth and very well written and very thought out. But the fun is off the beaten path. It's doing everything else outside of that that makes a Final Fantasy game a Final Fantasy game, rather than just like you know any other random RPG. Because it because it captures that JRPG yeah. mentality. Yeah. So do same, you think going for forward with uh, like Final Fantasy VII remake and future content of other Final Fantasy games, uh, they should start. They should do what Skyrim did, which was even after you complete all story-based side quests. I mean, that game had a generator. You literally can never beat it because it will always generate a random item. Go a fetch quest. A nest. It had I don't a think. I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's really necessary for Final Fantasy games. It's just the rest of it, like as far as yeah, the side con side quest content. I think, I think, I think Stone, Jason, and me can say that about Final Fantasy VII in particular is that I think we said it on here is that like after this section the game should open up more, like a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a thing with with the Final Fantasy VII remake is that it's very much lin a linear experience, really. Well, yeah, for this one, and then like after that, it opens up. <laughs> so once you uh, once you beat the remake, uh, and you beat it again, if you do, a, do you guys see it having replayability other than just to go back and refresh your memory for the next game? I'm not doing that because I know the story. <laughs> no, obviously not really. Okay, all right. It's but, it, but this, we, this is this is very much a, a one and done kind of game. Yeah, unless you want to do it on hard mode and be trophy platinum, but like after that, no. And and it serve it serves its purpose. Like it it make it made me. I think number two said that too. Like it made you want more after it, and it makes you excited. And it made me have fan theories, and like it made me miss like a whole hour of sleep just thinking about it. <laughs> It did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> when you when you're when you're having to rationalize, okay, I have to be at work seven hours, so I can go to sleep, or I can play for three more hours, and I will be able to physically be at work, and no one will notice that I'm actually not twitching. I mean, yeah. Uh, if you if if a game is good enough to make you want to give up other aspects of your life because you, you first of all have poor life choices like me, <laughs> uh, then it's doing its job. Uh, and and even if it's just a one and done, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I have no interest whatsoever back in beating playing that game again. Mm -hmm. But the but story was so going compelling. through the first time. <laughs> yes, yeah. and the story was so compelling. Now, if five years from now they came out with a re, a, not even a remake, but a, a remaster because graphics are so good, or they did a VR version, and and I'm at a setup where I can do that. I might go back and play it because to experience things like that are slightly different. There's only been one. There's only been two games that made me consider going back and playing it, and one of them I'm currently playing. One, The Witcher, because it just is The Witcher, and I love that game. Toss a coin to your Witcher. 
Yeah. Okay. And then, and then number two, because like you have to do it, Persona. Like that's the only game where I feel like okay, I need to go back and play through it. Persona does that. Persona does that well. Are they, the Persona games not individual? Are they continuing? No, I'm just saying like the fact that you can't do everything in one playthrough. Oh, okay, kind of like uh, kind of like Mass Effect had alternate. Uh, you know, depending on how, games that have uh, depending on who you interact with, you make bonds with, etc. Yeah. You get an alternate ending. Well, no alternate ending, but just the fact if you want to get your social skills up and things of that nature. You can't experience all the social link interactions in one playthrough unless you use a guide. And, but there's no guides now, you know? <laughs> yeah, and the, the best thing about about, about uh, Persona as it sits is the, especially with how Atlas does it, is you can get the original like Persona 5 that came out, you know, what was it, three years ago now? that you can then play and beat, but the replayability comes from the fact that you you know you then get their Persona 5 Royal, which you know is is basically the same game but in an extra 30 hours of content and, uh, and more and additional cutscenes and things like that that weren't in the original game. So mm-hmm. it gives you kind of a reason to go back and play the series again because it's, it has it has the extra content of an entire game. You know, because you're if it only added like three or four hours, it's not worth it. But it's adding 40. And tying it in with the normal content, which is cool. Yeah, and they tie it with the normal one. The, the good, the good thing that I like that, that, I, that I find interesting is, is, especially someone who's played every Persona game, is there's always a shout out to previous Persona games inside of the Persona, the Persona game that you're currently playing. So like in four, like like four for example has a big one. In four, your class was on a field trip to the school of Persona Three. Mm-hmm. So, so they're not Easter eggs; they're actually just flat out. Hey, remember this from that time? Yeah, yeah they're they're ba- they all all the Persona games all the, exist inside the same universe. So it's it's interesting to see to be able to go back and do kind of like funny little events because it's it, it's, it's also kind of a nice wrap up because it shows like like Persona Four takes place a year after Persona Three, so you can go back and see like people that had that you had, had like social links with when you were playing Persona Three. You can see like. What happened to them? Like, like, what's going on with them a year later? Oh, so, so just, like, like people as cool they grow up. Out. Yeah, it's cool little shout-outs after like things like that. But there's there's definitely more replayability in the Persona franchise than I, <laughs> I say that there is in like Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy is pretty much a one and done series. You know, you can experience everything in one game without really having to do too much. But Persona, you know, it almost requires multiple playthroughs. Now, to add a caveat to that, there are some Final Fantasy games that are made. To require multiple playthroughs, like Type Zero, the only way to see the final or the, the actual ending and get to all the content is to beat the game five times. Mm-hmm. So, or like near, near, yeah. yeah. Basically, basically a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, are you? Are you excited about that? Uh, Stone, I don't think you're on the podcast for that. That near got it reannounced, remastered. Yeah, no, I, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that. The the new. Or the the original near game getting remastered will be interesting because I didn't play it. I just played Automata and it was pretty great. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. So this isn't Automata. This is yeah. Yeah, near should original, be the original near. Yeah, I've never played it, so it's gonna be fun. Like I have the soundtrack to it though, and like that's an amazing soundtrack. So. <laughs> I love like, games with good soundtracks. 
Yeah, like Near is up there as one of having the best soundtracks. I mean, heck, they just had a concert a few months ago before all this happened. Man, that bummed me out. I was actually, I, I was actually like gonna gonna buy tickets for the for the Final Fantasy one in Nashville, and then they canceled it. It's like, dang it, Final Fantasy ten, right? No, it was uh, ten. Was like was last year. This was uh, I think it was twelve. Oh gosh, that's no, amazing. 15, 15, 15. So what? It was like the it was like that. The local Philharmonic doing it? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's orchestral versions of, of the uh, soundtracks. Oh, I bet that would have been amazing. One yeah, thing they, they did ten last year and I missed it and I was kind of pissed off. I didn't I didn't even know about it. One thing I had. Like, go they for had it. one for Game of Thrones too. Like it was like in like almost interactive Game of Thrones experience. They played like the music from Game of Thrones. Uh, which sounded real cool, and I think there was one for like all the John Williams scores too, so like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Good gosh! Um, and we all know Genie loves dinosaurs, so. Yeah. The last well, that they, they also have they also have uh, like videos playing in the background of like the actual like scenes that they're playing the music from, so it's like you can watch like what's actually going to be happening like in the game while they're doing. Awesome. Yeah, I think I went to go see the Pokemon Symphony a few years ago. That was fun. Y'all get to go to cool stuff. The last time I got to go to a live, a live musical show, Evansville uh, had this uh, charity thing. You you bought a ticket and it was a plate dinner, and it was a uh, Frank Sinatra Jr., Sammy Davis III, and uh, and some and they had somebody else to fill out the rap pack. But they did all that stuff and you well, know, probably Dean Martin Jr. I actually don't think it was Dean Martin Jr. Huh? Hmm. That's the thing is. Uh, uh, that's why I was very confused, but you know the voice was on on point, and they they you know they were they sang with the full band and everything, and it was really awesome, and it was seventy five dollars per plate. Seventy five dollars. Was the food good though? Oh my god, no, we're talking sixteen ounce sir, uh, sirloin steaks. And stuff. What what are you complaining about? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what? I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Sixteen ounce. I think he's what? only complaining because it's the last. Like concert yeah, but six to to. sixteen ounce sore lines, what? Yeah, that's like a thirty-five dollar slab of meat. Uh, I but, mean, not a sirloin, but like a ribeye would be thirty-five dollars. Yeah, for real. So maybe I don't know meat prices. Leave me alone. But it's the fact that one hundred percent of everything went to charity. That's so that was cool. what was so really cool. The, the reason I complained about it was because I took this girl that I was interested uh, in out, and you know, so I, I bought two plate, two seats. And uh, and she goes, well, and as soon as we're leaving, she go, uh, we get in the car, and she goes, that was terrible music. The food was good, but the music was so bad. Well, I was. I didn't call her back. Time yeah. to throw the whole date away. Yeah. Yeah. That is why it's waste of money. Yeah, for real. That's. You not like the Rat Pack? I mean, like, just the fact that you saw Frank Sinatra Jr. is like, hmm, you're royalty. Oh, yeah. Right. You're royalty. Uh, now, if you wanted, you could have paid, like, $200 or some bigger amount and got to meet him and talk with him and stuff. And I was like, I'm getting laid tonight. Uh, I'd rather, you know, buy <laughs> No, I should have paid the extra money and got a fucking signature. Well, seeing how you didn't ever see the girl again, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, once she said that, I mean, she, she, she was also one of the... Well, find out she was a flatter. If that tells you everything. Oh, gosh. Let's not. Well, I mean, it's, it's just expected at that point. When, when you're like, I don't like Sinatra. You know, it, it's not too far from just a flatter. Oh, my gosh. That's... Oh, God. <laughs> it's just a different realm of stupid. 
That's we all know the last big giant thing I went to. So. Hey, we're speaking of which, let's talk about wrestling news. Yay! Okay. Um, it's been a weird fucking week in wrestling. Um, specifically more of like WWE. Um, Man, actually, let me start. Is it okay? Yeah. Uh, let's talk You're about it. This is uh like I saw it. So uh, unfortunately, Vince McMahon let go of a few stars due to the oh. COVID nineteen. I feel like that was trash on so many uh, accounts. It's still happening. And producers are getting are losing their spots too. No, he's firing. Some of them are getting furloughed, um, and then some of them are just being let go. Um, yeah. Some of them are like automatically let go, but apparently, he like sent the same video chat to like everyone that was on this list, um, and apparently they're saving like millions of dollars when they could probably just like let go of people that don't show up like i think with the first like seven roster cuts that they made uh was the equivalent of having goldberg go to um super showdown or whatever the hell it was in saudi that's how much it cost them to just get goldberg to go over there um and win the universal title just in roster cuts and goldberg was there Showed up for SmackDown maybe like once or twice. Went to WrestleMania, lost, and we haven't seen him then. Yeah, so. Uh, I was about to say, is he still wrestling here? Yeah, no. Like Brock Lesnar shows up. Well, Brock Lesnar's actually shown up once this year, which is shocking. Um, but usually Brock Lesnar shows up like four or five times out of the year. Has the belt. And I think like for him to just show up, it's like. Five million or something. Yeah. Uh, and for him to like wrestle and defend the title, it's like ten mil. Which is actually dumb, like financially speaking and contract wise. Like just for me to do my job, you know, I just like the way that's operating around just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I understand that like times are rough and you need to like let your employees go. Like, right. I get it. Like, of course. But you're talking about the most profitable pro wrestling company in the whole world. Yeah. Like, but if you look at New Japan and look at AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, none of them mm-hmm. have laid anybody off. Um, like, New Japan fought for all their wrestlers to get paid. Uh, oh. Like, Impact and Ring of Honor are paying all their employees still their full salaries um, paying some of the independent wrestlers AEW like Tony Khan everyone's still getting paid um, they're paying indie wrestlers to come in and do like AEW Dark and be in like I guess they're technically considered like squash matches because um, they're there to make the main roster look good um, but they're giving all these people that don't have anything they're giving them money to like just be on there and for like 10-15 minutes and they're not letting anybody go or anything and then Vince McMahon's like well 
here's this, we're laying off all these people, um, and I'm just like, what? And then, like, Florida deeming WWE an essential business, um, because it came out after WWE was considered an essential business, um, and then, like, there was, like, talks of him, like, bribing Florida, like, uh, like, government, um, Apparently, he's on the board to help Trump reopen the country. Yeah, financial advisor. Um, I saw I that. It was like he don't him and Linda donated like almost twenty mil to the Trump fund to reopen the country. Um, like whatever do you? I don't care what you do with your money. It's not mine. Um, but for you to consistently donate money to things, um, and then lay off all your employees and all of that stuff it's like it's not just shady but it's just like it's a weird it, time to do something like are the, like is there it's just it's just profiteering it's, yeah it's, it's it's shit but it's just profiteering i'm like, like i'm thinking about content right now too like wwe isn't really putting out content right now they actually like all their shows i think this week have been live shows which is so they've been filming live which is weird you know but whatever and then there's also like i believe it's the dark side of the rain documentary uh, where vince allegedly covered up the covered up a murder um so that's vince mcmahon has had a week yeah um, yeah it, it has that documentary the- released yet I want to say so. Um, I know Dark Side of the Ring usually Vice puts it on their on their TV, and then um, they end up putting it on YouTube like a couple days later and stuff like that. Yeah, it's currently a dollar ninety nine on and Google Play and Voodoo, or if you have Hulu. Yeah, yeah. That's not an ad. Just go watch it because. No, I'm just. I'm, this was a curiosity thing for me because. No, I'm just I like, you know. The ring's actually a really, really good like documentary. It gives you like a lot of insight to wrestling, even if you don't know. They kind of break everything down. Also, just, like listening to a couple people, but. Also, tie into. Sorry. There, so. Also, tie into the gaming news for uh, WWE. 2K has decided to take this year off from doing WWE games they're co- planning to come back in 2022 because well, the last I, one was rushed <laughs> i think i think we talked about it yeah. how um 2k lost the company like two mil maybe yeah two million yeah um so i don't i still don't know all that went on um but, like, I'm sure, like, if the game wasn't 100% ready, I'm sure they could have, like, worked out, like, a contract or something for 2K20. Well, the thing is, uh, though... I've heard it's better now, but it's still glitchy as Well, here's the thing, though, though, number two, is that sports games, that's the thing, yeah. that they always have to come out yearly. And, like, the way we think about it, because I heard this one kind of funny, shout out to those guys, is that we always think of it as, like, a just a roster update. Well, if no season is being played right now, how are these games going to translate coming forth in the later year, later on this year, you know? Well, like, the thing about sports games is that the year title is a year ahead of 
what's actually going on in the game. So, 2K20 was based off 2019. 2K21 going to be based off 2020. And yeah, but there's no. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no year. <laughs> like, the, the reason they do that is because the game always the game will they they get every they get like the the bulk of the game done right. And then what they do is, and then we have the big draft, you know, where people start making bets and all that stuff, and then fantasy leagues go into overdrive, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but so they'll do their draft, and then now that the draft is done, 2K will be like, all right, so the draft was done in 2019 for the 2020 season. So now it's still 2019. We're like, all right, let's wrap up this game and let's release it. You know? Yeah. yeah. And but so look. Then they're like, and then they can also do their big promotion for. Who gets to be the face of the game? Well, I think the problem is, though, with 2K, with the WWE game, it was so rushed. Two months? No ads? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, we, didn't get, um, we didn't get a trailer until the end of August. Um, and we didn't get gameplay till the end of September. And the game dropped, like, two weeks after that. Um, and you know with most games, like even Madden, um, Madden dropped... Uh, 2K20 or whatever Madden this is, 2K21, 221, whatever, whatever Madden this is, we've been doing pre-orders on Madden since January. Madden doesn't use a 2K number; they use uh yeah. They use EA. The, the, um, the last two digits of the of the. Yeah, there's is yeah there's Madden 20, Madden 19, Madden. Yeah, Madden 20. Yeah. Uh, but like, like it's the same thing because they're a sports game; they have to come out every year. Um. And, like, it's just weird, because, like, even, like, non-sports titles, you're still getting games and stuff, like, you're still getting previews and stuff, like, beforehand, like, we didn't get that, and then the graphics that were on and presented in the trailers and things of that nature did not compute to what was in this game, and I'm like... Um, why am I playing this PS2 game on my PS4 Pro? Like, yeah. this doesn't right. look right. Like that I'm Fast and Furious game. Hey. That Fast and Furious game is still supposed to be coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing. Oh gosh, um, which also come about some of the WWE news. Not just that that there is actually another wrestling game being made. <laughs> Better be AEW. Uh, it's not, but it, it would be kind of cool if like AEW that is like kind of trying to pass WWE. It's like, yo, can we get the, on this game? <laughs> well, like I think the thing is, is like Kenny Omega put money into a game which is fire pro wrestling um and i love fire pro wrestling um but you have that block on consoles where you can't mod as much as you can on a pc so i have fire pro wrestling on my computer i don't have it on my console um specifically because i like modding and being able to download like a bunch of different characters and stuff Mm -hmm. um, but Fire Pro Wrestling is really great. It's not like a top tier. It's not like 2K-ish or anything like that. Um, but like, I just want a good wrestling game. That's yeah. all I want. Like, yeah. I don't care if it's like 
I don't care what it's like. I don't care what it looks like. I don't have to have like the most realistic graphics to give me a wrestling game, okay? Um, like I just I want a game that I can play, a game that I can enjoy, and a game that I can play with all my other wrestling friends. I'm just trying to sweet. I'm just trying to sweet chin music, you guys, and go on about my business. But <laughs> yeah, I just want to sweet chin music, all of you people, and go on about my business. That's all I do. That um, would be a nice title if it fit. <laughs> I just want to sweet chin music. Right. I just want sweet chin music. Um, oh gosh. I didn't really watch Raw this week, um, mainly because like the Twitch stream that I watched it on like fucked up this week. Uh, but uh, I did get to watch both nxt and AEW this week um so that was super fun i mean like for someone that has like two screens just go oh 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 god yeah 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 no like constantly bouncing between the two Um, man (laughs) it's it's chaos um but like i'm getting um finn balor versus velveteen dream um Mm. And if you're, you guys are my friends on Facebook, you know that I love Finn Balor, and you know I love Velveteen Dream. Um, Who? Like, so like, huh? <laughs> the Velveteen Dream has made it personal, uh, real personal, on Twitter and things of that nature, so that's super fun. Um, okay, then. <laughs> like, this interim, like, champion thing is weird. Um being having people just to hold a title until this is over so people can see it on tv oh so Um, it's like a 24 hour kind of title well like the cruiserweight championship uh and the uh nxt tag team championships um because pete dunn and jordan devlet live in the uk uh and they can't fly over right now to defend their titles so they were like so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna replace you, um, and then when you when this is all over, you can have your. And I'm just like, then what's the point? Like, what? I think it's just to keep people, you know, entertained. Um, I still don't agree with like Charlotte Flair having like the women's championship. Like, she's got all three titles in the industry. Well, she held the NXT championship before. Before they, like, changed it over and things of that nature, gave it that new design and stuff. Um, it's just really, really weird for me. Because, um, like, I get that it's to bring eyes to NXT. But she hasn't shown up to NXT. If you're going to have a title, be there. Don't video package me every week. I don't want that. I want them to be there. I want to see them defend title. I want to see the title on TV. Um, and, like, not in a video package. Like, it's weird. <laughs> that makes sense. So. Like, you like you live here in America. So, you can be at the performance center and be there, but you're doing video packages. Like, she isn't showing up to NXT, but she shows up to Raw every week. They're in the same building. Oh, dang. Yeah, that is kind of wonky. Um, oh, that was just weird. And then them doing more roster cuts, but not announcing them. And people finding out via, like, the superstar page. Because you can separate it um, by, like, current superstars and alumni. They're just moving people to the alumni section. 
um, and not announcing that they've released them or anything, um, which is kind of weird. Like, Cash's Ono is there. Um, oh my god, it almost sounds like whenever, you know, a celebrity goes viral that ex-celebrity has died and that celebrity's just like, I'm dead? What? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm dead? Like, I'm sure Vince called them and, or Triple H called them and was like, hey, here's the fuck's going on, but like, we as like... Is he still in the ring? Occasionally? Okay. Not Just very often. he gets called out? Sometimes. Okay. Um, but like, he... Being a person that watches wrestling, you want to know if... You want to keep up to date with the roster, but you don't want to have to constantly like try and figure out who's been released as in because there's been like such an influx of like fake circulations of who's been released and who hasn't so um so do you feel like as someone especially as a gamer because we as gamers we love trans uh that uh that are in the parent companies of whatever our fandom is do you feel like they need more act uh, activity on so in their social media. They got a lot of social media. <laughs> Dude, they post all the time. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. No, 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 no. But I mean, in with these cut, you know, if they, they they after they cut someone and it's official, instead of just doing this, let's move them to the alumni. You know, they'd be like, okay, so uh, due to unfortunate circumstances, whatever, so and so has been cut until future notice, or so and so is no longer with us. They did that with like the first round. And then they just kind of like stopped. That's what I'm saying. Is do, do you as a as a WWE, as a wrestling fan wish that they would they would go back to that? Like yeah, like if you're gonna just make like a certain amount of cuts every day, cool, whatever. Tell me about them. If you're gonna make more cuts like later on in the week, let me know about it. Like let me know. Give me a list. That's all I want. I just want a list. That's all I want. This just uh, Ginny wants a list. Just, just a nice little text document. Everybody wants a list. That's the thing. So, with that Everybody being, so with that being said, short list for game of the year for you guys so far. It's a super short list. Are these are what we hope, or is this the dreams? It's like dreams. just, just for you guys. It's dreams. What dreams? Hello, Creativeverse. Jason. Right? <laughs> Stone. Jason's gonna say Neo, like. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no shocker for me that I'm gonna say Neo too. Phenomenal. Except you die a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, it. Uh, well, I'm terrible, so that's expected. We're all terrible. This is gonna sound funny for me. Is it game of the year? Or are we are we actually talking about? We are talking about the game of the year. For 2020. For 2020. Whichever one we think should be game of the year. Yeah, for like, okay. yeah. Okay, so we're not actually talking about a specific game of the year, like like who gives out the award, because no. I know there's like three big game of the year awards. No, uh, we're talking about for us. Okay. What game do you think is going to be, or do you want game of the year? What do I truly want? Uh, As of right now. Right now, that's still hard. I mean, that's still hard because there's there's so many great games that have come out. There were so many. I mean, if we get Cyberpunk releases, this uh, year, that doesn't count right now because it's not out yet. Oh, we're only talking about what's physically out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right now, now. I feel like there's so much context that I just went full dirt. You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Answer? <laughs> I think Gears 5, because that story was so compelling. I have not cried from a game since Gears of War 2. Hmm. Does uh, Gears count in that? Because Gears came out in quarter three last year? Yeah, we're talking about 2020 right now. Okay. Oh, I see. I thought because... Games like, that have come out since January 1, which is the only game that I've played that has come out since January Wouldn't it be December? Year. Nothing came out in December, did it? No, nothing really came out in December. So then it's it's going to be... it's it's do, Your options are pretty much Doom Eternal, Animal mm -hmm. Crossing... Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Persona 5, Neo 2, mm -hmm. Ori, and, and Dreams. Don't Ori and Dreams. Dreams. Dreams is not a game. Dreams is a game maker. It still counts, though. Ori and Dreams. Ori. Kind of, yeah. Oh, man. Ori might actually, yeah. Thank but, you, by the way, Perry. You pushed that so much. I. <laughs> it's such a good, like, little series. Like, it's so good. Valorant. Valorant. Yeah, Valorant's up there too. Like so, Neo. So Jason saying Neo too. Luke Stone. What did you decide? Based on what you've seen. The only game that I have played this year that has come out since January one has been Final Fantasy seven. That's weird. <laughs> well, Dungeon and Dragons takes over your life, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I just I got a lot of stuff going on at any given moment, you know. Yeah. But it's, uh, like, I, I didn't play Doom Eternal, even though it looks amazing, and I'd like to play it. Um, Talk to me. Played, <laughs> That's all I got to say. Right. I played Neo 2. Uh, you know, looks good. That'll really get into the Soulsborne type of game, so that's not really my, my cup of tea, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. I mean, Animal Crossing isn't really my thing either. Uh, I don't have a Switch or anything. Uh, you know. So, I don't know. I'd probably say that either Final Fantasy VII will probably get nominated but won't win. Uh, it probably doesn't deserve to win, I don't think. Oh, gosh. That's that's going to be an interesting conversation. That's a hot take right now. That's an interesting uh, conversation. <laughs> I, I, don't th I don't think it, it does. Not at this moment. Um, and plus it's too early to tell, especially with what could or could not come out this year. Yeah. Like I was all for like last is part two being like game of the year this year, but, uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. If it comes out, you know, with everything lifting, I don't see why they wouldn't just go ahead and release the thing, you know? Well, like I said, they, they're, they're, according to their statistics, about 60% of their, uh, revenue still comes from physical sales. So they want to be able to release it physically on the same day that they do digital. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're holding off. Spoiler thing too, because even if you do digital, there are some people that, like Susan said, they won't buy it because they do physical. And it's the whole spoiler thing too, like, Wait, like if so you figure out like the big, big plot points of a game, you're probably not going to want to play because you figured out all the plot points. Like, that's why like I didn't really mess around like looking at comments or anything on facebook uh for final fantasy because i didn't want to know i was like i could click on the comments here but force awakens got ruined for me on espn mm -hmm. so i have to like you can't just like 
expect like a wrestling post to not have Final Fantasy spoilers. Yeah, we will talk. It can happen. We'll about to talk about her second game of the year for you so far, Jen. Dreams, you said. Yeah. Okay. I really love dreams. Like the creativity of people in dreams is unreal. Like I literally just sent a video that Tommy Wiseau posted. Somebody recreated like the most famous scene from the room in dreams. Um, which is beautiful. Um, it has a great ending. Um, but like that super Mario level before it got taken down by Nintendo, um, was really, really cool. Um, the avatar game that's in there is great. Like, it's it's great. Like, cool, cool, cool. So, Cub, what is what is your game so far? I hate to say it because, but it blew up right now. It's Animal Crossing, and I don't even play it. That game, got, I got so excited about that game, and I realized that you don't that, have a switch. Yeah, I was literally getting dressed to go buy that game because GameStop was still open, and I was like, wait. Uh, I need I this game. <laughs> <What>? That's funny. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to drop some real quick news. I just read this. Mist. Everyone remembers Mist, right? Mm-hmm. It's getting a live action TV show. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> it's so great. Okay. I thought you were talking about like Stephen King, The Mist, and like something no, no. in The Mist. No, no, no. M Y S T. Like oh the, like, yeah, yeah. The PlayStation game. Yeah, like like the, the game that that people still have notebooks over. Yeah, so pretty much, um, yeah. For me, it's, it's so far Final Fantasy Seven. Not because of nostalgia or anything, but like, what chapter are you on right now, Jason? Eighteen. Eighteen. He's probably playing it right now as we talk. You're in eighteen. You're at, you're at the beginning. I'm just gonna say this: you're in for a ride. <laughs> I mean, I just got done with like what, what I consider the most annoying part of this game. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about too. Freaking bikes, man! Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Genova. That was uh fun. <laughs> yeah, well, unexpected I, yeah. too. By the way, unexpected. 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 <laughs> you probably saw that. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. And then also you saw Rufus too. That was an annoying fight. That was annoying. Oh, oh no. <laughs> We'll talk more, but anyways. Um, um, I mean, I, I figured out pretty quickly that you just kind of bash him during his reload. Yeah, and take care of the oh. pan- I, like uh, like Jess told me like I, like I know you're smart, but take care of the panther first. I'm like, yeah, like you did in the first game. <laughs> anyways, you're saying, Jen? Uh, I just want to pop back into wrestling real quick because I forgot it. Um. So, the original venue for, like, Money in the Bank, like, obviously, nobody can, like, do anything because, like, you know, it's all closed down. Um, so, they're having Money in the Bank at WWE headquarters. Again? In Orlando? They're fighting on the roof, you guys. Oh. They're fighting on the roof of this building. Okay, that's... Apparently, like, they've, been, they've, they've pre-filmed some stuff for it. So I guess we're getting like another atmospheric match, like the Undertaker Good and Jay Styles or something, or like Firefly Funhouse match. I don't know, but apparently like people were driving by and like the cops got called because nobody knew what was going on. That's and I'm like, I want to <laughs> see how, because apparently like instead of climbing a ladder, um, you start at the bottom of the building, so like the ground floor, and like. 
go all the way up to the top. <laughs> like, through the building. And I'm like, oh, alright, so yeah. who's gonna be the heel and take the elevator to the top? I wanna know <laughs> who's gonna be the smart person in this. I take the elevator. Yeah, that'd be me. Everybody else is going upstairs like, alright, see you at the top. Bye. Everyone else is fighting and you're just like, <laughs> So, how do you guys feel about Crisis getting remastered? Oh, man. Can it run Crisis? Yes. Oh, the meme. Can it run Crisis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The PC Melter's coming back and I am so ecstatic because I don't care if it burns down my house. I'm buying this game, I'm installing it, and I'm going to run it on multiple different PCs just to see what it does to it. <laughs> I'm going to start a fire in my home, and I mean that in a literal sense. Just make sure that you have all the precautions, like a fire extinguisher. I have two. Hey, last week you... you, you fire you, alarms! Last week you experienced a fire, so... <laughs> no, that was... A, come to find out, so that was the... That was the fire department going around to people's houses with somebody dressed up as the Easter Bunny. Oh, And yeah. they were putting eggs in people's yards for the kids. All That's you had to do, cute. All you had to do was call the fire department directly, and they put you on a list. It went on for eight hours. <laughs> all right, less cute. Well, yeah, so you couldn't stream at all. <laughs> oh, I still tried. I still tried. Oh, and my neighbor was working. So, oh. dual exhaust, dually. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing this Crisis game because I'm like, I wonder if the Switch can run it because it's supposed to be remastered on the Switch too. <laughs> I think it's going to crash. <laughs> enough, well, it's going to run it on the Switch, but it's going to run at 1080. Yeah, but still, it could crash. It'll probably run at 720, you kidding me? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Does the Switch even offer 4K? No, not at all. Okay, Ever. Yeah, 720. 720. 720 at 30 frames. I think the highest is like 900, but... 60 hertz? Yeah. It doesn't do well. Yeah, so, I don't think, because it doesn't even run the fucking Witcher. It does run the Witcher. Not well, not but... Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it barely runs... I mean, it, it runs Dark Souls, and, like, and it's pretty garbage. I say, that's like saying that I can play the piano. So, apparently, Wastelanders also, for Fallout 76, I was wondering, will this pull you guys back into it, or not? Alright. I will play no. Fallout... If they, if they do this, if they offer me... Four copies of the game with Wastelanders for a hundred dollars, and it comes with a full year of your own server. I will personally buy it so that way we can all play. <laughs> that is the only way I'm going to get back into this, unless I can get it for less than that. And oh, I'm talking, gosh. if I can get every everything I just said for a hundred dollars, I will play this game, and I will get three other people to play through the entire story. A hundred dollars. Okay, there's too many other games coming out. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> No, I, I'm saying I will spend my own money for everyone to have the copy. Not, I'm not saying I would spend $100 each. I'm saying four copies plus the DLCs plus the server. And it's $100 for a year for the server by itself. So this will never happen. Oh, no. Is that ne There's a game called Neo that might be calling my name. Or Sekiro. I'm still debating. <laughs> oh, I know, love Sekiro. But you know, the still stupid fucking monkey. Huh? The monkey? Oh. Yeah, there's a monkey in Sekiro too. Oh yeah. I can't uh, wait. That game Fuck and, that uh, monkey. and Sinua, Sinua Saga. The little <laughs> Hellblade. Hellblade. Yeah. I can't wait. Whoa. Because the second one's about to come out this year, next year. Sometime. More wrestling news. 
<gasps> okay. I don't know if you saw this. CM Punk responds to Ronda Rousey's recent comments on WWE backstage. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was on backstage. I haven't watched it yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like CM Punk can't talk about like a UFC right now. Because um, we all know how that went. No offense to CM Punk. Swimmingly, you mean? Swimmingly, yeah. Um, he didn't do very well. Um, but like more power to him. Like, granted, he got in like super late. Um, but yeah. Okay, that's it's just interesting that he's the he's like the people's champion right now. <laughs> like I said, I don't know if that Ronda thing is or not. Um, it's but, real. Um, yeah. It sounds like her. It sounds like something she would do. That's all I'm going to say. Well, she did it, um, before, uh, she did it last year before Mania. Um, it's actually featured in Charlotte's Chronicle. Um, and if you watch it, like, Charlotte seems generally, like, pissed off. Um. Hmm. Oh no, I clicked the right button. I just didn't realize that's what it did. Oh. <laughs> okay then. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What's this UFC news? Yeah. Oh my god, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so everybody knows who Dana White is, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Dana White. Is he White... getting a fucking Mortal Kombat Island? Yes, it's a thing! But that's not the other, that's the other thing. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so he did, he did a big uh, coronavirus meeting on the, uh, and it was only for fighters and, like, I'm talking, like, like less than 10 pe other people uh, in, were in this big-ass meeting. So, all right. Uh, let me find it. Okay, so he said the promotion will reboot live events starting May 9th. So, 249, the, the, the 249 fight is now being confirmed for May 9th. And none of the original cards are the same. Huh. What? That's crazy. The April 18th fight, that thing it was supposed to be today? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Those fights are, but he did promise every fighter uh, will be able to fight three times this year if they want to. And Fight Island will be up and running by late May, early June. Fight Island. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Fight Island. More. Like, I like, he's generally like, shall caught at this point. And like, I honestly. Up, yeah. If you guys I, have played a game called The Culling, where you get to, you know, it, it's basically Apex Legends. It's, it's, he's creating a UFC Battle Royale in real life. And, but, I'm here you know, for it. I'm here I mean, for it. it is, but it isn't. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> let's see. So one fighter, they won't name names, uh, but did call out the meeting saying it was kind of pointless and took White to task for not disclosing the event's location. Because ever, but see, a bunch of that's still up in the air. The teleconference was set up so that fighters could not see who else was attending the call or who was asking questions during the Q and A portion. Personally, I wish they had said that so we, you know, maybe that's why they're not calling them out because nobody knows technically. But I'm sure if if you're the one calling the meet, meeting pointless, it wouldn't take me more than ten minutes to find out on Twitter. Can you um, like imagine having like a? Call or whatever they had, and they're just being like a bunch of little boxes with like that picture you get when you first make your Facebook. It's just like the little gray dot, uh, like little person. It's just a bunch of those and like Data White's face in the middle. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he's also just got that. He's just got that look of whenever, because during this this thing, they uh, apparently they were, uh, they you know, a bunch of people kept asking questions, and sometimes he just flat out had that bitch what face. Uh, that sounds like, right. Like he actually at, at one point just flat out said at one point while attacked. Uh, White attacked the media for what he saw as inaccurate reporting about plans for the ill-fated UFC 249 and scoffed, the media are not your friends. And uh, and he reassured fighters that if they felt uncomfortable about the coronavirus, they didn't have to compete. He wasn't 86-ing anybody. He was just saying, guys, you do, you live your best life. And we're going to bring the fights back. If you want to fight, great. If you don't want to fight, we're okay with that. But here's the big point. Fighters who had fights postponed are prioritized for rebooking. So so even though the cards haven't been released for 249, and we're, and we're literally three weeks away from it, three to four weeks. Uh, about three weeks, actually. Uh, you know, So we're, we're going to get those fights that were promised to us, those exact pair-ups. You know, those cards. I don't think I don't think this is real, but there's like a apparent Kingdom Hearts Royal Edition Nintendo Switch Lite. That's cool. Uh, that is please link that to me if I, I want to check that out. That uh, sounds legit. Yeah. Well, not legit, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Not. Uh, yeah. I'll post it right now. Let's see. Uh... Okay, matchmakers will contact fighters to rebook fights and will help as much as they can with medical exams. And the promotion will purchase flight tickets for as many corners as possible for Fight Island. Mm -hmm. uh, the location of Fight Island on will be able to fight without visas. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so there, there's only like three more points. Uh, International Fight Week is unlikely to happen. The trifecta meal service for fighters will be back soon. And the UFC is currently negotiating to open the Apex and the UFC performance. Cool, so cool, cool. Some amazing points. He was very straightforward with it. I don't know if anybody know if people listening actually know who Dana White is, but I'm sorry, but Vince McMahon could take some serious fucking lessons from this man. <laughs> Vince McMahon ain't taking lessons from no. nobody. Yeah. He doesn't even fucking watch NXT. Yeah, he doesn't. How do you watch something that's branded under you? Like, how do you not watch that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Jason, how far, you're on the final stages of the game, right? Yep. Okay, so I would like for you to enjoy it. So we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> Yay! So that's just like, that. Like that's my due diligence. You do need to experience that forwardly. Because I know you're ex seeing some stuff and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I would like your reaction. So I would like to wrap this up. So, out of respect for you, as it, uh, can we make one more? Yeah. Little story, real quick. Okay. Uh, so, like I said uh, before we started, uh, Godfall was announced that they are not creating a PS4 version of the title. It's going to be just a PS5 console exclusive. <laughs> And so and weird. Windows PC. So it's going to be really pushed. What do y'all think about that? Uh. So. I guess I'm playing on PC until I can get a PS5. I'm just saying that that I actually am happy for that because just in the alpha, not not even in-game videos, but the actual the videos they released, that game looked beautiful, and they said that that is the bare minimum standard they want for in-game in-game video. Mm -hmm. So saying stuff like that, 
I don't think it actually deserves to be on a One X uh, PS4 uh, Switch. I haven't actually seen the game, so is that like? So uh, a few chats ago, a few streams ago, we were talking about it, and uh, and I and there's this game where it shows three guys in armor, and we couldn't figure out if it was called Outriders or Outsiders or something like that. And I was like, no, they had melee weapons, and it was beautiful. And then it cuts to them looking up at the end of this tower in the trailer. And then someone's just like, oh, hey, Godfall, and I'm Wish like, you didn't have to pay full price for what? Nintendo gear? Wikibuy can help with that. It automatically... So New Godfall game check out, yeah, for the right time to strike. The the... Yeah, this looks cool. Hey, they now have uh, COVID-19 testing kits at my local clinic. I just got an Oh, that's good. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so please check out Godfall, guys. It's going to be amazing from just what they've said. I actually... I said I was never going to get excited about a game, but if my sugar daddy will buy this for me, then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, based off what I just saw, that's fine. Like, that's... We're all probably going to get a PS5 anyway, so it's just like, oh, okay. But, like, that's its first exclusive game. Because there's nothing else actually yeah, well, That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's like, it's going to be just for the new generation. It's mm -hmm. not going to be... There's a version for the new generation. There's, you know, a version for the old generation. Mm -hmm. No, fuck it. This is yeah. a new game for a new generation. Yeah. Now, did they, did they specify if it's going to be a launch title or just mm -hmm. a, an exclusive? Did they it's, specify? Supposed to, it's supposed to be an exclusive. I don't know that it's a launch title. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, a, yeah, it's like a cyberpunk thing. Down a day. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that news, Stone. Yeah. Uh, hey, Perry, do you still want to do our recommendation game? <laughs> of course, I always do. <laughs> so, so, let's start with you, go. Fuck, it called me out. Oh, <laughs> oh my Caught God. You bullshit. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie for the Nintendo 64. Okay. Oh. It's a good, wholesome game for your... You're stuck with your kids. It's... it's you can re-download it on the Xbox, uh, Xbox Live. Rare replay, right? Huh? Rare replay if yeah. you buy that whole thing. But this way, you know, I'm just in whatever way. It it's wholesome enough that adults and children can play it. And guys, as a as a parent, it's just something that we really need some time away. So <laughs> that, give them the game, get that glass of wine, call, crawl into the bathtub, and then lock the door. <laughs> and then lock the door. Don't and then lock the door. lock the door. New game. Uh, New game. Oh my god. Uh, absolutely. I'm still going to recommend Warzone because uh, we got to replace Firehawk. Uh, because it's doing silly things. Yeah. Warzone. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> with that being said, number two, what you got for us? Uh, I'm going to say Last Jet. I'm going to go with Injustice. Um, the uh, Gods Among Us. Um, the f like the the full edition of it. The first one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, I can't remember exactly what the full title of the Gods of Monsters Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They did get a game of the year. Yeah. Uh, I do. I love Injustice. Um, like I love superheroes. Um, and I love like Mortal Kombat. So getting both of those is pretty pretty great. Um, so, always really, really exciting. Green Arrow was the best. Mm -hmm. Factual. 
Um, and then I'm gonna say current. I'm gonna say the Evil Within two. Okay. Um, as we all know, I love me my Scooby games. Um, and like I just really love the Evil Within two, and I really like the fact that it left it open for a third one. Um, but it came out the same time as like a Call of Duty, so it got overshadowed, and I think more people need to play the Evil Within. Um, cause it's actually a pretty decent horror game, uh, with like jump scares and like actually building on a story and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stone, you. <laughs> All right. So old school game. <laughs> We're going to go with Dragon Age, uh, Origin. <laughs> okay. Cause that game is fucking awesome. <laughs> Factual. It is. Factual nice you know it's dark fantasy so it's gritty it's him it's mature it's bloody and there's just a bunch of bullshit going on you know it touches on some heavy topics too uh you know classism racism and stuff like that isn't it so it's it's a great time but you know you also get to you know decapitate dragons so fucking go have a good time um if you're into something more factual or uh, instead of like fantasy, um, current game I would recommend is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Ooh, good game. Very good game. It was originally a PC only game release, and then they ported it to consoles uh, later on. Like, I don't know, about a year after it came out. So I think a lot of people slept on it. Uh, but it's got a really in depth combat system. Uh, it's really cool how historically accurate it is. And the armor system in the game is very intricate as well, so you can get a, you can get into it a lot, even though there's no magic or, you know, it's literally just might, no fantasy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, like I've seen some people play it, and I really enjoyed what I saw, even though it's first person. It's like, oh, cool. yeah. No, I just I found I remembered it whenever I was uh, shopping last night. I was looking at the the PlayStation Spring Sale, mm -hmm. and they have some of their DLCs on sale right now. No. I think the game itself is on sale right now as well, so. Cool. Okay. Jason. Uh, I think for a new game, probably Astroneer. What's it called? Astroneer. Okay. I haven't played it, but I was looking at a lot, I was looking at a lot of like gameplay videos, and it looks pretty fun. Cool. That game is really, It's on really sale fun. on Steam right now, I think, actually. Oh, is it? He said, well, he said Final Fantasy's so, uh, almost done, so. <laughs> yeah, old school game. Uh, let's go to a GameCube game. Uh, Bait and Kaido's Eternal Wings of the Lost Ocean. Cool. What a title, but yeah, yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> that game was awesome. Okay, for me, what it's... about you, Furry? I'm going to say Luigi's Mansion 3, because that was actually a fun, horror, spooky, funny game to play. And... I am going to take one from Stone because, like, I'm surprised he hasn't used it yet. Dark Cloud Two. <laughs> Dark Cloud Two is really good. Yes, it is. Like, what if they remake those games? Ooh. <laughs> well, they they ported it to the PS4 recently. Yeah. Like, the PS2 on PS4 stuff. Yeah. I mean, but it's not it's not a remake or anything. Yeah. It's kind of it kind of falls under the remaster. Yeah. So like, what if they remake those games? Ooh. That. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Honestly, I'd really like another Dark Cloud, just in general. But yeah. yeah. There's a lot of games. I would like to see a Parasite Eve and actually play those be able to play that. But, 
Will that ever happen? Let's know. Let's go air. Well, guys, this has been AOA Gaming. We hopefully just didn't feel like we're bullshit. There were some meaty topics to talk about, and there was not some other. And just thank you for allowing me to do three years of this. And like as AOA Gaming continues to grow, thank you guys for being a part of it. There will be more. I feel like the big one is when we hit episode 100. So this one's like, thank you. But episode 100 is where it's at. So. <laughs> I hope quarantine is over by episode 100. I want to have cake. So bad with other people. Like, I literally made brownies and took brownies to Tyler at work the other day and hung out at work for like four hours. Oh, gosh. To eat brownies and talk to Tyler. Oh, gosh. And quarantine, like, you're not even on the, the job. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Extroverts in in quarantine are amazing to listen to. Yes, they are. And Jason, I hope you're enjoying those last few uh, sections of the game. It's intense, isn't it? I hope, like, Cub and Stone get that far. Because, like, once you hit, like, chapter 10, you just, like, I I paused. And I had to pause again at 15 because my nephews wanted to play, like, Call of Duty with their friends or whatever. Um, and, like, I was so mad, because I was, like, it just got, like, I mean, like, the whole game is interesting, but I was, like, I, I need to, like, just play this continuously, because I need to know what is going on. <laughs> yeah, I just hit chapter 10 last night, so it'll probably, I don't, I'll try to get some more hours in this week, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it gets good, and it's amazing, and, like, I'm just glad that you guys... Or enjoying it uh next week jess is gonna come on for the spoiler cast and it's gonna be fun Yay! so like she's been like she told me like perry you had to beat it i don't care almost like okay i just ate dinner i'm going to finish it now she's like good <laughs> i was like i was like okay well anyways guys this has been a with gaming you all have a great week and <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Happy birthday. 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 Happy birthday.